0: That's better, H E L P dot com slash swish.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick an All Potter Podcast.
2: Swish
3: and Flick. Everyone? Swish
2: and flick
1: Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Swish and Flick. I'm Sarah. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. Tiffany's out having a baby and being a mom, so we've asked her friend to help us um, out for a couple of episodes. What is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) You can't read. (laughs) It's true. Unfortunately, he isn't a Gryffindor, but we'll take what we can get. (laughs) Welcome, Ezra, the humble Hufflepuff.
2: (laughs) Wow. Thanks, guys. Good to be here.
1: Welcome, Ez. Welcome, Ez. Do you want to say what you're supposed to be doing right now?
2: Oh well, I I am chewing on a corn dog. Yeah, I unfortunately I didn't bring the corn dog, you know, so you guys can see me chewing on it. But you know, I did just have a corn dog before I got on, and we'll continue to have one throughout the show.
4: Why? Sick. <laughs> Team
5: corn
3: uh, dogs.
2: Ugh. Gross.
1: Um. So this episode is sponsored by Chelsea Hernandez. So thank you.
5: Thank you.
2: Thanks.
1: Thanks. <laughs> so today. Today we will be discussing Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Boggart in the Wardrobe. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for all your social media
5: needs. Here's Megan with social media needs. Swish and Flick Podcast can be found on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. Also, make sure that you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. All of our podcasts are posted there as long as random vlogs when we have time to post them. As long as. Yep. Follow as us. As well I... <laughs> So make sure that you subscribe and follow. There's a little bell. Click the bell. You'll be notified when we post something. Um, also, head on over to Patreon for exclusive access to The Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes. A chance to be a guest on The Felix Files, a live video chat session with us monthly on Zoom, giveaways, and more. So if that sounds like fun, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast to choose your support level. Shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. We love you a lot. Lastly, if you don't want to do any of those things separately, you can head on over to (laughs) swishflickcast.com where everything is in one spot. Yes, I'll say it again. It's all in one spot at SwishFlickCast.com. It's a Swish hub. It's a Swish hub. I thought you were
1: just going to say, if you don't want to do any of those things, then don't.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But more importantly than social media, I've got some weekly profit news, guys. Are you ready? Ready. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Swish and Flick's favorite thing to talk about is harry potter and the cursed child so i figured we should talk about the fact that it is coming to germany hamburg Mm. germany it is the first non-english production of the show and i thought that this was pretty cool because so obviously it premiered in london it took a while for it to premiere in new york it took even longer for it to premiere in Melbourne, and now all of a sudden we get San Francisco a week ago, and now Germany, like, a week later. It's like, boom, boom, boom.
4: I like that they're making it more accessible for more yeah. of the world. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Instead of just being like, well, can't get the one in New York, SOL,
5: you know? Yeah. Hmm. I have to say, like, I'm yeah. probably not going to make it to Hamburg, Germany, but I'm definitely going <laughs> to try and go to the San Francisco one, I think. And then I can say that I'll have seen it in three different places, and I think that'd be super cool.
1: That deserves a bell, doesn't it?
5: There
1: you go. Katie, she's right. not... She's a little... Not on it today. And yeah, Tiffany's not here to bring the bell for us. Excuse Ezra, where's your bell? Guys, Google.
2: I'm sorry. It's my fault. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ezra, you're throwing off
5: my game. Ugh. So for my anybody... bad. Too, too
2: many Hufflepuffs on the show, you know?
5: No such <laughs> thing. <laughs> so for anybody who's curious, it's premiering in Germany in 2020.
1: So. I'll be 30 i We'll I'll be. Well, he's already thirty.
5: Okay. <laughs> yeah, <he's> 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And for because sure. I know that we have not discussed on a Felix file or not on a Felix files on a weekly profit that it's coming to San Francisco because that's kind of new news as well. Um, that's premiering in 2019, fall of 2019. So, so that's like
1: pretty
5: cool. Yeah, you guys just got like a double weekly profit. A oh, whoa, whoa, weekly profit. Whoa, 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 weekly <laughs> <Okay>. profit. <laughs>
4: I was trying to do it twice, but I think I did it three times. <laughs> do you have another story to make it a triple?
5: No, that's about it. So yeah, cool. I think that that's cool.
4: <clears throat> All right, nice. Um, so I believe someone was put in charge of leading us into our next little segment here.
2: Oh, uh, is, that me? is yeah. that me? Yeah, yeah, that's you. Oh, are man. you
4: podcasting or are you sleeping? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh say, yes uh both all right? he'll uh, never
4: be asked back. Uh, <laughs> damn, never back
2: this is this is a lot of pressure here how many rees are there in this you know
4: you know what there's I four think, spin it Go off your own way yeah
2: so just a little like uh is it a ro- 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 recap
4: yeah
3: <laughs>
2: is that right is yeah. that
3: yeah
4: that's perfect
2: uh would tiffany be proud that's what I'm I, I, so. I
3: don't know
1: Maybe. Practice for next time.
2: Yeah. I okay. You, I, I, you guys put me on the spot there. I didn't know I was doing that. I'm sorry.
5: Well, you we, are I, Tiffany's we replacement, you. and Tiffany does do it, so comes with okay. the job. I wouldn't say okay. replacement. Yeah. I'd say substitute. Substitute. I'm sorry.
4: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fill in. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. So, recap. <laughs> the first day of classes aren't so great. Herm seems to have some sort of secret, and apparently Harry's gonna die because he's seen the Grim. The Grim. Things seem like they might improve in, during Hagrid's first Care of Magical Creatures class, but Malfoy, of course, has to oh. ruin it. And do you think Hagrid's gonna get sacked? Nah, I don't know.
3: Probably His should. Father be.
1: will hear about. Whoa.
3: That. What, what?
1: If you're going to talk bad about Hagrid, you can go
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, me. Just teasing. We love just him
1: on this podcast. Me.
2: I love Hagrid, too. He's actually one of my favorites.
1: Apparently, you want him sacked, though. That's not very loving.
2: No, I don't want him sacked. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Okay. All right. So, Malfoy is faking his injury because he's lame, and he <laughs> makes Ron do all of his work for him in potions, and we learn some interesting things while they're there. Hermione is carrying a heavy load, and they head to Defense Against the Dark Arts class, where things get a little ridiculous. Where Snape wears a dress, and the kids leave having their best
4: defense class yet. I really want someone who's never, ever, ever touched anything with Harry Potter to just read that summary. And be like, Snape in a dress?
5: Wait, what? (laughs)
3: That's
5: funny. This is the best chapter. I just need to throw that out uh, there. One of my favorite. One of my of favorite time. chapters out of the entire series.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so is it my turn now, I mean, do We do we jump into this thing? Yeah,
5: yes, sir. Do you want to tell them what color
1: your your section is?
2: Yeah, please do. Yeah,
1: you have to tell them you chose the oh, color. Oh,
2: me? Okay, yeah. It's uh, it's purple. I went with purple, so uh, you know, kind of a royal color. You ooh,
5: know. ooh, speaking of purple, I need to let the world know Swish and Flick officially owns a purple tent for events and we're going to have a purple tent at the Wizardly World of Kent. We're going to be so cool. Stoked! Do you want to wanna, do you wanna ring awesome. that
1: bell a couple of times? Ooh. <laughs> purple, know.
5: purple, purple. A lot of purple in there. Purple, purple, purple. Well, that's pretty purple, neat. Purple, 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 purple. Um, <laughs> that's really hard to do. <laughs>
4: hey you know since
2: since this is my you know first time on here jumping right into the middle of the book can i you know just ask you guys a couple questions about the last couple chapters and listening to what was happening is that okay
4: yeah we can't promise that we'll be accurate because we forget everything we say but we'll try you know we're not really a podcast we don't know who harry
1: potter is (laughs) and sometimes you know I, i i know i'm the least potter person here (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, well, okay, so I'll just uh scrap the questions <laughs> No, go ahead
1: <laughs> Ask your questions. We might give you some answers uh
2: no, well, first, I want to make a comment because i was I was reading this to kind of get caught up to you know to to fill in and help out um and I had kind of forgotten how much time that that Harry spends on Diagon Alley, you know, in those first mm-hmm. couple of chapters where he's just there, he just spends like how many weeks does he have like three weeks or something there yeah. where he's just chilling out. thank you, thank
3: You're you
2: welcome. um. <laughs> So I just thought that was kind of neat. You know, he's just chilling out there the whole time and, and uh, you know, gets a, I, there's more shops that are mentioned than I really thought. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat, honestly. Um, now, for I think it was last chapter, you guys were talking about uh, divination and that you had um, Trelawney was, was there. They were in, they were in her class. Mm-hmm. The, the tea leaf stuff. Is any of that, like, le, like legit? Like, did, did she predict anything that, was, that actually came true or is she just a big phony?
1: Well, she predicted she had the I prophecy think. came from her. And then the whole thing with you see later on. I don't know. But I the think... stuff that she, she says in the chapter. Sorry, Megan. No, it's I don't of... know. It's I... just, I think some of it's a coincidence. Sorry. I
5: wasn't finished. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that I think that it kind of is true. If you look at it in a big picture. Um. You know, I mean, she sees the grim for Harry, and that's yeah. kind of true. I mean, he yeah. dies. He doesn't fully die, but he dies. And then... Yes, Katie?
3: Oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, turn it
5: <laughs> And <laughs> then even even if you talk about... Um, well, actually, it's a movieism that Ron reads Harry's tea leaves as being... Suff- he's going to suffer, but he's going to be happy about it. It's actually the other way around Oops. in the book. So... That's also kind of true, if you think about it. I mean, Ron is going to have a pretty hard time in the coming years. Even if you just look at it this year alone, like just look at Prisoner of Azkaban, Ron is going to suffer a bunch because he thinks that Sirius is this psycho dog that is trying to kill his rat, and then he's trying to defend his rat, and then all of a sudden he's happy because Sirius is a good guy, and yeah, spoiler
1: but Trelawney doesn't predict that Harry reads his leaves.
5: Right, right. Yeah, no, I know. Well But well because, was... as in his little notes here he'd said Ron's tea leaf reading versus Sybil Trelawney's reading. And I think that both of them actually are kind of right though. In different ways.
3: Yeah.
4: I will say on um in some of Sybil Trelawney's like Pottermore background stuff, um it does say like how, you know, yes, she does have true seeing Sometimes she's not aware of it, but like her other ones, like when she predicts about the rabbit with lavender, when it's she predicts, kind of luck, yeah, wacky. and when she predicts that Neville's gonna like break a teacup, she's it mentions on there that she's very good at like reading the situation mm-hmm. as like a psychic who isn't a real psychic could like she just kind <clears> of yeah. picks up on those clues and like is good at that. So I don't know.
3: Yeah,
4: have, have you
1: guys ever seen the show Psych? He's in it. Like the guy pretends he's like a psychic. All he's doing is like reading the room and reading the people and picking up huh. all these clues, and then he's like, this happens, and he's usually right. The one huh. person's like, no, he's a psychic. No, he's not. <laughs> he's faking it. But like you said, like you know, if you know Neville or you see him, like he's a nervous person. Like yeah. If you're a nervous person, you're doing things, and you're around fragile things, and someone's like, you're going to break a cup, you're going to break a cup. You know nice. what I
2: mean? Uh, come on, now. You, you, you tell me she didn't foresee that cup breaking. No.
1: <laughs> I, and I'm not saying... I think that she has potential, but I don't think that she's right all the time. I
3: agree.
2: Okay, yeah. here here's another question. So like, when Ron sees, you know, that doesn't he see that Harry's going to win some gold unexpectedly? Like when he's reading his 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 tea leaves, I think it says that he's he's going to win some gold and possibly he sees the top hat, which might you know mean that he's going to work for like the oh, ministry. Oh, for of the Magic.
4: ministry. He's he sees a bowler hat and he's like, oh, maybe you'll work for the ministry. And right, he does. <laughs> yeah, I, just,
2: I, I just thought it was interesting. You know, like Ron sees these things, you know, and then Trelawney takes the cup. It's almost like, you know, maybe Ron's readings were more accurate, you know, than Trelawney's or
3: something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh <my. laughs> so,
5: the he yeah. leaves just say the truth, Kate. You just got us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I thought it was interesting because I I didn't really you know all the different things that he sees in there I thought it was kind of kind of neat so we um, should
1: try did I tell this last time that we should read yes, our own TVs? I'm so down that would be fun yeah we should do that let's do Very it cool. the next time we're all hanging out okay, okay. never
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so you ready for uh we'll jump into Tiffany's notes yeah cool? yeah okay. All right, so this kind of starts off, and I'm just going to read some of what she has on here because I love her little, like, uh, laugh out louds and and (laughs) the different things she puts in here, her commentary. Um, But it's a potions uh, lesson with Snape, right? And Malfoy's just been maimed. you know, he didn't come to class until late Thursday morning
5: Man. during a uh, double potions
2: class.
3: Yeah,
5: Malfoy was nudged down onto the ground. Is what happened. There was
1: blood. There him. was blood.
3: It's killed me. It's killed it's me. Killed me. <laughs> Gosh.
2: Um. So. So. Anyways, it's a long time. He's milking it, right? But um. Let's see. He's all bandaged up, acting like he's a he's a war hero. Um. Pansy Parkinson is is fawning all over him. And oh. she says, "gross," right?
3: Well, you gotta but say it like, Tiffany. "I agree."
2: How gross? <laughs>
3: gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: but <laughs> this pansy chick, who is like, does she end up with Draco? And like, in the end,
5: no, no. They I do didn't think date, so, but they date though. Yeah, he he marries
1: Astoria Greengrass. Is that her name? Astoria. Something. Astoria is her last
5: name. Greengrass. Maybe, Maybe. that sounds kind of familiar.
1: Daphne's her sister. Yeah. I don't know if Greengrass green okay. could probably be wrong.
5: But this girl's like
2: <laughs> – she's the one that's, like, fawning over him for most of the series, though, right? Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So – but um, this whole, you know, situation, they're, they're going over, they're doing the, the shrinking solution, like the shrinking potion, uh, which I've got some, some of my own takeaways here at the bottom that I want to go over. But um, Snape treats Malfoy very differently. He shows up late, and he basically gets this free pass – you know, come on in, no big deal, sit down, you're good to go. Now, my question, does he always treat them that way? Does he always yeah. give Malfoy, like, a free pass like that, oh, or is it because yeah. he's injured? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always. Yeah, okay.
5: Always.
2: Well, <sighs> yeah. Um,
5: Make me vomit.
2: <laughs> it's like but You know what, maybe maybe the Slytherins are are, are mistreated, Megan. You know, maybe, like, he, some you need a teacher to kind of stick up for him and, you know.
5: I will say that it is kind of nice. I mean, as much as I don't think that I would be a fan of Snape being at Hogwarts during his time, um, I guess technically, though, I would not be there during his time. No, he'd be long dead. But for, <laughs> our, for argument's sake, um, I think that I would probably appreciate the fact that he favors us a little bit because I feel like we would just get so much crap from everybody else. Like, oh, you're a Slytherin. You're bad. You're evil. You're Voldemort's house. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, yeah, but yeah.
1: think of how much stuff the Hufflepuffs get. Oh, you're lame. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. wow.
4: Jay Finch, venture around.
1: For themselves. Oh,
4: my God, Jay
1: Finch.
2: <laughs> well, but there, is a, there is a pretty bad connotation associated with the Slytherins, though. You know, I mean, yeah.
5: they always do kind of get a... Unfair. Unfair.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the redeeming, like later on, Slughorn is—he's a boss. I love Professor Slughorn. But um, okay, so he's telling the classes to, to settle down, um, favoring his own house. The potion of the day is the shrinking solution, the same that Snape set uh, his summer essay for. So, and then yeah, as, as I was reading, like, isn't that, thats what Harry's working on over the summer. He's working on that—that um, that essay about the shrinking solution.
3: Yep.
2: Right. Yeah, always trying to find time to, to work on that and things. Now she put so Tiffany listed all the ingredients here. Are you guys doing like uh, I saw some of you were doing these fac what are they, what are they called? Fac files? files?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: okay. Those are so from Pottermore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked up Trelawney and some other people and and, and Pansy and I, I saw some of that listed there. So that's that's pretty neat. But she actually um oh oh another quick question. Do you guys ever use the um the wiki? Is that I ever allowed occasionally, to be? yeah. Okay, because I just didn't know if that was a I big no no. Check the sources
5: there. That's all. Okay. And like,
1: take it with a grain of salt, like any wiki. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because the shrinking solution is like me- is mentioned in a lot of um, Harry Potter video games. When I went to the wiki, I was mm-hmm. looking at it, and like a lot of stuff they were coming up with came from, you know, yeah, video games. Yeah, that's so, legit. I, I think. that's yeah. Legit. Mm-hmm. But um, so the ingredients <laughs> <No>. are. <Sorry>. <laughs> She's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Daisy Roots, uh, Shrivel Fig, Caterpillars, Rat Spleen, uh, Leech Juice, <laughs> you know. So some pretty awesome stuff in there. Um, <laughs> Real good. Yeah. Do you that's...
1: think that Leech Juice means, like, the person's blood they were just sucking uh... out? Or, like, some other type of juice from a leech? I don't
4: know. They're pretty, like, juicy creatures to begin with, aren't they? They're yeah. like, gross, like, slugs. Th- yeah.
5: I bet it's just, like, they're innards they're like well <laughs> like probably they're secretions you know? right yeah they're
1: <laughs> I was gonna say like if they just sucked someone's blood like their innards are the person's blood this is true
4: innards uh,
1: I mean I shouldn't say that leeches are very good in some medical places they're needed when like you have a wound so
4: they're yeah. healing no,
2: thank you, <laughs> you know, me, if it was of, gonna uh, heal
1: me go ahead leech suck on me all you want
2: oh god um <laughs> we just kind of remind me of the uh that you remember that show fear factor yes. yeah yeah okay yeah just scary little things um but anyway so that's that's some of the ingredients that are in this shrinking solution and um is just hamming it up with with Snape the rest of the students um by saying he needs that his potion made or like you know stuff cut up by like Ron and Harry and stuff he basically is you know, pretending that his arm is super injured. He's like, I think at one point he winks at Crabbe and Goyle, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I
4: think he does.
2: Yeah, kind of indicate yeah, he's that he's
4: totally faking it.
2: Yeah, that he's, that he's not good. Um, so he gets, uh, he gets uh, Snape to kind of, you know, Ron and Harry have to cut up some of his stuff, um, which, you know, that uh, just why is he sitting with them? Did he does he get to pick a seat?
4: I think Malfoy. I think he's just close to him. It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. I just wanted to purpose. Yeah.
5: Um. I was just gonna say that you did not call Malfoy what Tiffany put in the notes, which is a garbage human. (laughs) Well, she
1: didn't (laughs) say human. She said person. Oh, garbage person.
2: (laughs) Garbage person. Yeah. I mean, is he the? I mean, (sighs) Tiffany.
1: (laughs) You don't think Malfoy's a garbage person at this point? He's trying to get Hagrid fired, and he's (laughs) being mean to Ron and Harry.
5: Because I'm just a pretty even kill
2: Hufflepuff, you know. He I'm just trying. I mean,
5: sits by Harry and Ron so that Snape will make them help him with his potion. Like he knows, okay. he knows exactly what he's doing. It's, oh yeah. Okay.
2: I would like to know if there are people in the group though that kind of like, you know, have a thing for for Draco. You know, is is, I is there any either. fan support for him?
5: Oh, there's a big fan base for Draco. Yeah. I like Draco, but like in later books. He's the yeah. Only okay. person that I ever don't got like a hug him. from Voldemort. I, mean, just <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him now, but I start to feel for him in Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Um yeah. Because he's really just put in a bad situation because of his family, and I think that yeah. he really is deep down a good person, but he really is a product of his environment at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. finds so, exactly. he finds his heart. Exactly. He he finds his way, and shout out to cursed child. They. Curse child sheds a pretty good light on draco and i yeah. appreciate it much better light than it does on harry yeah honestly <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't have i don't have tea to sip i just have water so
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just, you know i mean right now he's, he's a kid I'm, I'm with you guys as, as it progresses you know you just, you do kind of feel bad for him and stuff um but right now he's just a snotty you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: kid he's just trying to cause a little trouble yeah. um So, anyways, Ron is tasked with cutting his daisy root. Um, So Ron grabs it real quick and he he begins to cut them horribly. Uh, Malfoy tattles, and Ron is now to give Malfoy his perfectly equally shredded roots Uh, because I think it was one of the so
4: mad.
2: Yeah, it's one of the specifications. He has to be equally cut up, you know. Yes, Megan.
5: I just think this is another example of Snape just. I just am not a fan at this point.
4: <laughs> no words.
5: I'm just not a fan. I understand what Ron did. Necessarily, maybe wasn't Correct. nice, mm-hmm. but yeah. you gotta understand the situation here a little <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, Snape's on there. Like Snape's on Alfoy's side. I know. Well, hold and on, on it, now. Just,
5: it just annoys <laughs> the poop out of me.
2: Oh, okay, so okay, so. You are you talking about where he switches? He makes him like like uh, he yeah. has to give this for free, yeah, okay, well, I mean, Ron knew he wasn't supposed to cut him that way. He just does it real I quick. Agree. I know? agree. He just chops them up, kind of garbage-like.
5: I'm not gonna lie; I would have done the exact same thing as Ron. Maybe Ron's a Slytherin.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> you know totally what? As would've. teacher, i, I would have taken your roots and I would have passed them over to to Sarah and said, uh, "Here."
5: <laughs> even though, even though Sarah is faking and could clearly cut them up herself, that is what gets me.
2: Is that clear? All I've heard in the teachers' lounge is that some hippogriff, you know, attacked Draco <laughs> and he is very injured. You know, I mean, oh even Madame Pomfrey can't figure this out. You know, clearly something's going on. <laughs> okay,
1: I think that Ron uh, should not have. I mean, I don't know. He shouldn't have done that. A little hot-headed redhead cutting.
5: And... Uh, I would have. Nice. I would have cut them oh. up so bad for him. I would have been like, "Here, let's see how your yeah, potion but, turns out."
1: You should know that, like, you're gonna cut it up bad, and Sam's gonna be like, "Ha ha, you have to switch now because you're not nice."
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you got to go to see saw that coming if you're if you're on, you know. That I is how I think he was just Snape... hoping
5: that Snape wasn't going to walk around at that point and he would have just quickly put him in Malfoy's yeah. cauldron like here. You're done. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um
2: so <clears throat> so after that, um Timothy notes here, you know, that he he delivers that ne- that message with a nasty smirk Ugh. under his greasy black hair. Yeah. So just driving home, you know Snape's appearance again, time and time again. So, um, so yeah, Harry is then tasked with skinning Malfoy's shrivel fig. Oh, what the so, is a um, shrivel fig? Yeah, I know. I was gonna look all these things up, but I, I didn't have time to look them all up. But like a shrivel fig, I guess it's a fig that's shriveled. <laughs> that's what, maybe,
3: that maybe what it means? A <laughs> I would Maybe maybe a sun dried fig.
2: No. Oh my god. So, anyways, um. Harry did this as fast as he could with a loathing look and then he, you know, he he tried to work on his own, on his own potion. Um, okay. And then in all caps, Tiffany says, can we just take the time to show that Ron and Harry were trying their best to successfully brew this potion? Yes, Megan.
5: I looked up what a shrivel fig is. Okay. It is from Absinia, and it is a type of plant. Where its blossoms grow inside. It's mm. like it's like this, it's purple, ding. Wow. It does look a little shriveled, but like not exactly how I would picture it. It kind of looks it's like a purple pear. Yeah. yeah. A magical plant with powerful properties and potions. The finest shrivel fig specimens are found in Abyssinia. Um, the flowers grow inside the fruit, both of which are purple in color. It is a deciduous plant, meaning that its leaves start to shed in autumn and the plant is leafless during winter. However, due to its aggressive roots, the plant can still survive even in snowy conditions. The leaves have medicinal properties. When skinned, the fruit, which is actually the plant's flower and contains blossoms inside, produces a purple liquid with potion-making properties. The po- the ingredient can be purchased at the apothecary in Diagon Alley for three galleons. Man, we're belling
2: wow. up today. Wow, a lot of colors and a lot of numbers. Yeah, it's great. Well, okay, there's <laughs> so that's what Harry's you know chopping up there. Um, so he's trying actually, to get that chopped, purple
5: juice it. out of there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, actually, after you read the description, it makes more sense as to why he's skinning it instead of like cutting it up and things. He's yeah. I, I, either they're going to use the skin or or you know they just don't need the skin. One of the two. So, but um, to, back to Tiffany's point though. Can we take time to just you know focus in on Harry, you know, and Ron actually trying their best to successfully brew this potion,
5: right? Well, they so should. So they we they're in really school were trying, but yeah. But uh, you know, Ron. I mean, he never really. <laughs> I love Ron to death, but he doesn't try very hard in school, and Harry really uh, doesn't either. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, that. I mean, but they, they didn't they,
1: pass everything. Oh you know That's you kind true. of start
2: like a like like a new school year and you have this new energy and you're ready to go and you know i mean at least the first true. day of class they've got that you know energy that they're going to try and get this right and you know
1: now so. as a teacher how long does that last
2: uh wow sometimes like the first <laughs> 9 weeks maybe wow hmm. it can it, it depends for some kids it, it can it can be you know 2 to 3 weeks or whatever but then uh, it just depends on how motivated you are, and it depends how yeah. you know, how how ambitious you are. If you, do you yeah. want you know a straight A? Do you want high marks, or do you are you cool with just passing the class? So
1: I was like the one that was just cool passing a class. So I my my energy <laughs> dwindled within like a week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're the Ravenclaw, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just don't like when people like give me deadlines.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm like,
1: I don't want to read this. <laughs> five chapters by like whatever or I don't want to have to write this paper or do this homework reasons why I don't have a college degree (laughs) homework sucks but really no
0: why do you want to learn a new language where would you use it how would it come in handy maybe you have an upcoming international trip maybe you want to connect with family and friends learn about a new culture want to understand certain pop culture things well rosetta stone is the most trusted language learning program and guess what it's available on desktop or as an app and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn rosetta stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language languages offered Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention and It's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option. And you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Swish and flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's fifty percent off for unlimited access to twenty five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today
2: All right, let's dive into more of her notes here. So um <laughs> Malfoy begins to pry about the state of Hagrid, you know, talking, saying that father is not happy. You know, they're trying to, they're all kind of wondering, is he going to get fired? Yeah. You know, I think it's later tonight um, or the next day where they actually go, or did they already go see Hagrid?
1: They saw him pre, like, finding any real information out, like, just knowing that, um, yeah that Malfoy had told his dad and his dad is like, they're inquiring and all this stuff. And he thinks he's probably going to get fired, but that's all we know so far.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Ron's all fired up about that. You know, he's, he's, you know, um, really upset. Tiffany um, had a couple other comments in here about Malfoy, but I don't have that actually highlighted in the chapter. So I'm just going to skip on down to Neville um, being abused in this chapter. Neville. I mean, seriously, like, this is kind of crazy, <sighs> yeah. this, this part here. You know, he – the way he calls him out, like he – I mean, here's the thing. Uh, to relate this to, to modern uh, – to our world, you know, uh, publicly shaming a student in class, right? It's kind of what – it's exactly what he does here, too, to Neville. Yep. So. yep. Yeah. So uh, Tiffany says this is his worst class. Uh, Snape is literally his worst fear, um, and he is expected to perform. Uh, the potion at this time is supposed to be an acid green, and yet it w- his was orange. There you go. are um, you
1: glad I didn't have to drink that potion? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, what is this? She says, she says, sad tweet. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Snape showed off Neville's incorrect potion in front of the whole class. Um, and then she says, okay, first of all, hard no on that right Um, showing that off to everyone he actually takes like a ladle and he he, he, like pours it out and everyone can clearly see it's orange you know when it shouldn't when it should be acid um, green so yeah um let's see devil turns a bright shade of of pink he's all embarrassed wow katie you're back you're on this is
4: (laughs) it's me and Matt. we're teaming it
2: I kn- I didn't even realize. Like I'm gonna have to like for me like highlight all these colors because that's like, you know, for me? a lot. Of... <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so um, you know, as, as he's embarrassed, whatever. This is t- Tiffany says this is all. This is going to always be the case uh, in this class. Uh, he will never be successful unless his relationship with Snape changes. And then she notes, or probably Sarah, that Sarah is the coolest. I don't know how they got in the notes, but that's <laughs> in the notes. Um, <laughs>
3: that's
1: crazy. I think someone has
2: sabotaged Tiffany's notes. Someone has gotten in here and and made this difficult for me.
1: But I um, would agree that Sarah is the coolest.
2: Yeah, Sarah's the coolest, sure. Um, but I think that's true, though. I mean, do, is Neville ever successful in in potions class?
1: I don't think so.
4: Is he better under Slughorn?
1: Probably, probably everyone is. But did they? Did he get into the class though? Because that was like after you had to take your. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Well,
1: but like, what's mean about him? I don't know. And please, please forgive me for all the Snape lovers out there. I just don't understand. He's so cruel, doing that, and he makes it his toad eat it.
4: Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. We're 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 getting to that. Yeah, he. uh, So well, okay. Now Neville's into herbology, right? Yes. That's a big thing. So you would think, like, all these different roots and stuff he's working with and stuff, the, the herbs and stuff that you have to put into a potion, that that would be kind of a turn-on. Like, you would think potions class <laughs> and herbicides. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot say turn-on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was not expecting that. <laughs> okay.
3: <gotcha>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying, though, right? I mean, is, so, is, like... You would think those two would be go hand in hand, right, Megan? It what makes
1: sense? I mean, I don't think it would. Like, I, th- I think I could understand. Like, saying like with someone that loves to grow like vegetables and stuff might not like to cook. They just might like to grow it and then hand it to someone and be like, "Here, make me dinner." You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: But
5: I think that I think that what could be useful in being good at herbology and then being good at potions is that you potentially understand the magical properties of the plants that you're working with in potions. So like, but you know, this is only third year, the beginning of third year. You're probably not learning super difficult, difficult things in herbology and potions yet. So, you know, down the road that maybe could have been helpful to Neville because he would have understood like, Oh, well this might cancel this out or this might enhance this or something like that. But yeah,
2: Okay, here's a question for you guys. Would Neville be um, better at potions if Snape wasn't the teacher? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah,
2: okay. So... I
1: think that, like him being afraid of him and him being him – being, him as Snape being um, like menacing. Not menacing, but you know what I mean? Like he's very intimidating, and we know that that's Neville's worst fear, so that's going to make him and his performance a little stunted.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like I don't see Neville East in the class or anything, but I certainly don't see no. him being like this.
5: I see him passing. Yeah. 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 I see okay. him kind of being on like Ron's level with yeah. potions if Snape wasn't the teacher.
1: Are you becoming the new divination teacher that you're seeing all of this? <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> I am. What was yeah. your I'm impression? A seer?
4: <laughs> your impression of Trelawney?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh so i don't Look know but like, yeah i think
2: I'm, I'm with you guys i think he would be better off if snape wasn't a teacher you know he'd be i actually think he'd be pretty darn good at this class you know i, I in, in my opinion it's really just it is following directions and like for example in this he just i think he added an extra raspline or something and that what they he said
5: has no confidence I, yeah. And, yeah. and Snape doesn't help with that Right, that's yeah. for sure and leading up to him getting a new wand after 5 right As when he has to get a new one he's kind of just like everything is stacked up against Neville in terms of learning and being successful in school mm-hmm. until like 5th year at the end really 6th year mm-hmm. which is unfortunate yeah. because Who knows what classes he could have made for, like, any WT level previous to this with his own wand that actually chose him. And maybe that, you know, like, maybe having his own wand would have given him a little bit of confidence and been able to perform better. And then, yeah, Snape just totally, like, stunts his learning and potions. I mean, I had... I had a couple teachers that were like that, where I just I didn't learn anything in the class because they were nasty, and they and I didn't like them, and they didn't like me. And it's like if you're in a situation like that, you're not gonna want to pay attention in that class. You're not gonna want to even go to the class. I mean, Mm -hmm. I came up with every excuse in the book to skip the class that I'm talking about, and Mm -hmm. I I feel share this class. Yes, we did, (laughs) and. We, You know, like I feel like I potentially could have done well in that class, but I was scared to ask questions because I was afraid yeah. that the teacher would give me some snarky response or, you know, not want to answer the question for me. And I never got to learn that realm of design because of that teacher, really, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah. And well, I think that that's well, the exact same situation that Neville's in. So I feel for him. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, like, my personal philosophy, um, to go on a little bit of tangent here with with teaching, is rapport. If you don't have good rapport with yeah. your kids and they don't want to be in the classroom, then, you know, that's, a, that's the barrier that they're trying to get over, you know, before they even get into the door. They, they, they don't want to mm-hmm. get there. They don't want to come to class because they, like you said, they feel afraid. Mm-hmm. They don't feel comfortable, you know. So, and if, you, if you're not comfortable, you can't learn. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I totally. Maybe I totally that's why I
1: can't that. learn. I'm never comfortable.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, like,
5: you know, just thinking about the class that I'm talking about and comparing it to Neville, like, I mean, first of all, you would never see Neville raise his hand to ask Snape a Mm -mm. question about something. And I just, and this wasn't even, this didn't even happen to me, it happened to Katie, but we had a project, and our teacher's coming around looking at it, and she looks at Katie and goes, that's what you came up with? It's like, okay, I'm really going to strive to do well in this class with you speaking to students like that. It's just... Yeah. Rapport is everything. Maybe it wasn't the best idea in the entire world, but guess what? It did the project exactly as you said that it was supposed to. And the fact that you can't give me some constructive criticism.
1: Yeah. Right.
4: Mm -hmm. You know?
5: And yeah. But
2: yeah. Well, I mean, this chapter actually highlights a lot of like you have a you have Neville um, you know, who's a terrible – right now doing a terrible job with this potion. And you've got someone like Hermione who is doing an excellent job. And Snape just is, uh, you know, kind of rude and disrespectful to both of them, you mm-hmm. know? Like he, you would ha- you have the model student. You don't, you know, lift her up as an example that someone else should – that they you should act more like her, et cetera. Actually, he kind of puts her down, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's, it's – the difference is it's like Snape is a – is like a potions master, but he's not a good teacher. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, yeah, he he's knows his great stuff, at but, it,
5: but he's yeah. not good at teaching it.
2: Right now. Oh, question. Another question. Cause I, you know, so, wait, can I am. say
1: something? Yeah, sure. I have a question. Um, but it's interesting to see in this chapter at the beginning of it, Neville with Snape and he, he is not, he's floundering, I would say. And then at the end of it, you see him with Lupin who knows what he's doing. Who's a good teacher, who has good rapport and Neville like does Blossoms. so well. Yeah. yeah, like he does really great with him. So it's interesting to see those two different teachers and their different styles. And
5: I think also, Neville? to say quickly, Wait. with Neville, if you also look at his rapport with McGonagall, McGonagall is stern and she is can be intimidating at times, but mm-hmm. she communicates with the students very well so neville might not be like an o student in transfiguration Mm -hmm. but he can pass that class because he's not scared to ask her a question he knows that she's going to give a response even though she's very like this is what needs to be done and she's straightforward to the point stern as she's described and you know all the time but you can be stern and be a good teacher unlike snape who is just like a jerk about it
3: you know what yeah. I
2: mean? Yeah. Okay. Final question here on on this little bit. Um in defense of Snape, what was, was Snape ever going to be a teacher? Was that his initial like ambition and goal to be a teacher at at Hogwarts? Um and that's putting you on the spot a little bit, but
1: I think his initial goal was, goal was to be husband and father to Lily's Come children. <laughs> Come on now.
5: Come on. Second goal. I thought goal. you were going to get real silly. graphic there. Um, oh, I don't definitely. know. I think that he yeah. did always want to be a teacher. He just didn't want to teach potions. True. Oh
1: yeah, he wanted to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. But even then, does he? Does he do well?
5: No, because he them in this book.
2: No, he's he's still the same. He's still the same way that he is. <laughs> I just kind of wondered. <laughs>
5: Katie's laughing at me. No, he yeah. doesn't do well. He's not a good teacher. I mean, he can want to teach all he wants, but that doesn't mean he's good at it. I, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, no, I no, mean, no, no. Yeah, I, I agree with you.
5: I mean, I don't want to be harsh, that. and like I really, I really do, and I hope that people realize it. I really try to see both sides with Snape. I try and try, and there's some situations <laughs> where I just can't. Did I take us down a Dark
2: Rabbit Hole? I'm sorry if I did. No, it's fine. No,
5: it's fine. Because this is important. (laughs) And, like, this this class, this specific potions class is one of the worst scenes for Snape, in my opinion. If you're ever going to argue about his character, and, like, not meaning his character as Snape as the character, but his, like, personal character... This scene will do you no justice in defense of him, because there's absolutely no positive to anything in this scene for him. And it is just cruel, flat out cruel. This is him being a child, teaching, like, trying to talk to these kids, like, I, I, this scene is awful for him, and I there's no two sides to this scene. I'm sorry for anybody that wants to try and defend him here, but I can't see it here. There's other there's other parts in the series where there is a good and a bad to him. And I can mm-hmm. accept that and that's fine, especially when you get like later in the books you're talking about like you know, his legitimacy lessons, whenever he's teaching defense, whatever. You know, yeah, he did a lot of great things for the cause and great things for Harry and, like, nobody can take that away from him and nobody can say anything negative or bad about that. But this, how he's treating these 13-year-olds is just unacceptable and uncalled for, especially Hermione and Neville, I think, specifically. I mean, you're gonna not only does he stunt, and I'm sorry that this is a little bit of a tangent, but like I' you know not only does he stunt Neville's growth in potions, but potentially he stunts Hermiones as well, which is a real shame because this girl is clearly very bright, she loves learning, she wants to take in as much knowledge as you're willing to give her, and you shut her down every single class. She mm-hmm. helped neville not to get points for gryffindor not to like have you acknowledge how great she is she just did it because she wanted to help neville and maybe teach him a thing or two about the potion and you're gonna punish probably her save his that? frog right and you're you're gonna punish her for that that's insane go ahead as
2: <clears throat> well i mean i think no i think you know you're right on a- on a lot of that it's I almost wonder too. I'm just playing devil's advocate here in defense of, of of Snape. If it's just bad, like is he really a bad person, or is it just that he is a he's taken really bad, made really poor medieval choices in in the way that he teaches kids? You know, um, the idea that you're going to publicly embarrass Neville and then you're going to take the Miss Know It All and you're going to kind of put her in her place. It's almost like he wants everyone to kind of funnel to the middle, you know, type of thing.
3: But then I, you he know.
5: shouldn't show favoritism to, to the Slytherins, because Malfoy is not bad at potions, so he doesn't need the help. He doesn't need to be bolstered up by Snape, but Snape still does it. Um, And, yeah, Hermione is a know-it-all. I mean, that's known. It's said multiple times throughout the series that she's a know-it-all. But at yep. the same time, she just... You know you have to you have to understand people who are like that because i'm not gonna lie i was kind of hurt in grade school so like i f- i feel i feel it like sixth through eighth grade like that was me not so much like in high school because it was more of an even playing ground because i went to mm-hmm. like kind of uppity high school you, you go, ahead go ahead and say it. <laughs> so like
1: I, oh, i'd call it prestigious or uppity <laughs> Uh it we had some dumb kids in our class. Hey, <laughs>
2: hey now.
5: Well, D- did yeah, you guys compared... wear
2: uniforms? Did you guys yeah. wear uniforms oh, yes. up there?
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah compared wow. to my I grade wore a uniform until I went to college. Compared to my grade wow. school, it definitely was though. And I specifically chose that high school because I didn't want to go where anybody from my grade school was going. So <laughs> that was like one of the main reasons why I chose it. But, you know, anyway, I never had, thankfully, in in grade school, I never had a teacher that did this. They more so were like, you want to know more? Ask away. I am more than willing to give you all of the information that you want to, as long as you're not straying too far from the topic or, like, you know, being a jerk about being a know-it-all, because there are those kind of people, too, and Hermione's definitely not that. She,
3: yeah.
5: She's not full of herself. She just yeah. wants to learn because she likes to learn, and that's really how emma is too and i think that she played it very well because of that
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and just another tic tac thing but you know like like Trelawney, <laughs> like 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 later on she shows i think some of these teachers not only snape do show some favoritism towards yeah certain students you know i mean that's a that's
3: mm-hmm.
2: actually kind of a flaw in all of us like you, you you get you know connected to some kid because he's gonna be your um you know the the star player on your, on your Quidditch team, or or whatever, you know, or <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or or, or they're really good at, at at divination and stuff like that. Are you that. saying you know, that McGonagall favors Harry? I don't know, May no. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't think she, she does. doesn't, though. No, I don't. No, think she, she doesn't. Does. She doesn't. But I I just I think you know it, there are times where where that where that happens. I guess my question really was just that: is Snape a bad person, or is he a bad teacher? You know, I think um, it's a little teacher.
5: bit of both.
2: It, would you Would you wait one? Would you wait you know more on more the side so. of bad teacher or he's more had on the side a of hard bad.
5: life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say he's more a bad teacher than a bad person. Um but makes bad part, of, part of his flaws are that and we've discussed this to death on the Felix yeah. Files, but one of his biggest flaws is that he just won't grow up. He won't put the past in the past. And he won't focus on the present. He is just so stuck in the past that he is, you know, going to take things out on Harry. He's going to take things out on Neville um, because, you know, Neville could have been the chosen one. And then Lily would be alive. And he just, I mean, he takes things out on people that don't deserve it. And it's because he dwells on the past.
2: Gotcha. Last thing. um, He, I, I think for me. It's like we have people like I'm. I'm glad J.K. kind of rolled this this type of character because we do have people like this in our our, in our lives, you know, who can't who do like you say dwell. They can't let stuff go. They're kind of childish, you know. And it's like you should at some point, you know, like this is just not the way to act and behave. But we have those people. Do we? Are we sad for those people or are we angry at those people? You know, kind of like a. There's always always try to pull like a lesson from a story. You know, what what is it we're trying to, you know, learn. From a character and things like that, and I think that could be one of the lessons: is that like this is a sad, miserable guy who can't get past the past, and you know lashes out. You know, I do, I do Projects. feel sad
5: for him at times. So,
2: but I don't know. But do I also know, yeah. feel
5: angry. It's a combination of both things, I think, for him. Yeah. Go ahead, Kate. Before we move on, I just want to say, Matt, don't apologize for your soapbox. Preach. <laughs>
4: Just
3: yeah much. let it go I, let think it out.
5: That, I think that this is what is important about dissecting these chapters yep. you know I mean like this this scene shows a lot about Snape's character to me and um, it's important to point it out mm-hmm. and it's also impor- important to point out the super good things that are going to come about him later on as well
2: yes good point another thing real quick on Draco Malfoy when you have an adult like this you know, you have, you have an adult mm-hmm. figure who is going to praise and, you know, kind of gives back that same energy to Draco. Yep. It's it's a, he's a bad role model, and Draco eats mm-hmm. it up. You know, so that's where yeah. I was kind of thinking he is just a kid, and he is just eating up what this adult is giving him. So
5: he's a you know, product kind of his environment within yeah. Slytherin mm-hmm. and within his household. Yeah. It's just a bad yeah. combination mm-hmm. all around for Draco.
2: Right. Okay. All right, guys. I have we'll three. Three major takeaways that I myself kind of wanted to ask you guys about, and then I'll be done. I promise. <laughs> um, so are fine. So the, uh, what is the shrinking solution slash potion used for? You know, like, I, as I was reading, I was kind of like, what is it that – like, what do, you, why would you use it? And this is where I was asking about the wiki. Is it okay to kind of pull up some stuff from the wiki? Yeah, Megan.
5: Well, I think that it's used for – if you look at Hogwarts Mystery <laughs> – You take it to get into other people's common rooms. (laughs) (laughs) You can shrink down to mouse size and go anywhere you want. No password needed. Meg, Flitwick said not to use it on human people. Well, we figured it out and we did it. And it worked just fine. Risky. Honestly, I I don't know. In like a real life situation.
1: But like, what if you use, what is that spell in Gorgio? Is that how Mm -hmm. you pronounce it?
5: yeah in what Gorgia. if they
1: use it on yeah what if they used it on like an appendage?
5: yeah, this could be like you, if you like they... put this solution on that part of your it fixes body it. if it fixes it that's a good idea mm.
2: yeah um or would an we... animal. yeah, 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 would we ever see it like used later on, you know, like like um news commander using it to move animals you know around or smuggle different you know types Probably. of animals in and out of
1: That's a good thought. Yeah, but
5: would it be harmful to an animal?
2: That's that's what I was thinking. He would never do it. No, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I I think
5: that who knows what magic was used to create his case, though. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some real intense magic going on there because, obviously, like a million animals fit inside it, including in a rumpant, which is massive, and it like shrinks (laughs) down into it. So I don't know. I'm guessing. It's Hufflepuff magic. Yeah, I agree.
2: Come on, preach that.
5: <laughs> yeah. Nuke uh, the Huffle.
2: Okay, two more things really quick. Malfoy says something pretty interesting in this chapter. Um, Maybe you'd rather not risk your neck, he said. Want to leave it to the Dementors, do you? But if it was me, I'd want revenge. I'd hunt him down myself. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't finish. He doesn't finish his thought, but I'm guessing that Malfoy probably knows the history that you know behind um, Sirius, Sirius and you know
5: yeah yeah do you think
1: do you think that malfoy knows um like the actual history like do you think it's like oh he was never a follower like that's all lies blah blah blah
2: i don't because of this quote right here it's yeah it seems like he actually believes the story that is known in the wizarding world
1: yeah but like is he just saying that to Agamon because he's like i know harry He's kind of one of those, it leads with my heart and not my head, going to go out and fight the Dementors, and he hopes it's going to be a good show.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Could be. But he does Could say,
5: be. he says, I'd want revenge. hmm So, like, clearly, Ma- I think that that means clearly Malfoy thinks that Sirius was the secret keeper for the Potters, and he was the reason why they died.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just kind of wondered. I thought I thought that was interesting that Malfoy knew that mm-hmm. much, you know, intel. Um, and this one, we can save this question for the end. Um, the one I have about Hermione and the time-turner. We'll say that for the end, just because I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know. How she I uses don't... them, and how she plans out when she's going to use them.
1: I don't, don't right. know what a time-turner is. We haven't heard that word yet.
2: Yeah, so we shouldn't <laughs> mention it. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs>
3: I'm
5: kidding. <laughs> we could or make that I? we could make that a Lightning Bolt. Lightning bolt question. I wanted okay. to call it
1: Felix Files for whatever reason. I know.
5: I was having trouble remembering what <laughs> like it was called. I was like, What are <laughs> you guys on a podcast? Yeah. No.
3: <laughs> okay. I
5: don't know what a podcast is. Uh, so, that's all i got. Disclaimer to all of our listeners: at this point, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs>
1: How long have we been talking? An Almost hour. An
3: hour.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut his whole section out, and it'll be short. All right.
5: <laughs> no, it was good. All right, guys. We're switching up the order because Katie wants to talk about.
4: Uh, my main man, the one and only, the legendary, howl at the moon, Remus Lupin. Remus John Lupin. Remus John mm-hmm. Lupin. Professor R.J. Lupin. It's on his suitcase, Ronald. What's his, suitcase, his dad's Ronald. name? I'm getting to that. John. Hold on. No, it's not. I oh. didn't know where John came from is essentially what she, I'm asking. J.K. Rowling literally said, like, she just likes it and she knows it's boring, but that was No,
1: it. I like the name John. That's one of my favorite. My grandfather's name was John. They didn't call him that, but. That was his first name. Fun fact.
4: Well, hey. he's cool like Remus, so...
1: so... He's also dead like
4: Remus, so... Um, I'm getting to that as well. So, I had to text Meg, because I got this section, because Sarah was nice enough. She made the doc, and she was like, I figured you should talk about him. So I texted Meg, it was like... It was a hot like,
1: mess me making this.
4: <laughs> oh, it was fine. I was like, how much detail do i go into because (laughs) i'm reading everything and i want to just talk about everything but i
1: want you to go into detail you tell me everything i can't because Because we're doing doing a
4: feelings feelings file but so this is different this is the
5: pared down version Of Remus John Lupin. So
4: I really, really tried to rein it in, and it was really (laughs) difficult. So we'll just start with a fact file. So we've got Remus John Lupin, born March 10th, 1960. His wand is cypress, unicorn hair, 10 and a quarter inches, and it's pliable. We all know he's Gryffindor. His Patronus is actually a wolf. Fun fact, he often does not produce a full-blown corporal Patronus because he doesn't like it. So he'll actually produce one Hmm. that isn't
5: fully isn't fully materialized because he hates it. Yeah, Um, is it
1: because he hates himself? Probably doesn't like that part. Sorry, sorry, this is kind of like
5: a. I think he just hates that part of him. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, that's what I mean.
5: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah,
4: he doesn't like anything that reminds him of it. Wolfy. Yup. Skills he's exceptionally gifted in defense against the dark arts, and death didn't happen. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs)
5: remus didn't die that was there was a typo in the seventh book i actually emailed jk Rowling about it she said that it was just supposed to be tonks lying there
4: oh Um, that's sad
5: too no i don't care i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding kidding. (laughs) she's (laughs) not kidding she's She's a hufflepuff
4: i know she's cool i love her Alright, so, he was the only <laughs> child of Lyle Lupin, who's a wizard, and Hope Howell, who's a muggle. Can we just talk Howell. about this? Howell! Also, Howell. I pulled this uh, little Tumblr thing I found. It says Remus Lupin's father's name was Lyle Lupin. Lyle means wolf. Remus Lupin is literally werewolf McWerewolf Second. He is Moon Moon. Moon Moon! Moon Moon! So, before Remus was born... Or maybe it was when he after I don't okay, know it was when he was little. Maybe it was he little. Um, Lyle said he worked at the ministry. He was very gifted at like um like poltergeists and ghosts and such like that. Nice. Um, but he said some pretty bad stuff against werewolves. He said they're soulless, evil, deserving nothing but death. At the time, okay. Fender Grayback was at the ministry for a crime that he did commit, but nobody believed. He just kind of like faked his way out of it. Um, he heard it. He wasn't having it, he planned revenge, and shortly before Remus turned five, Greyback forced open his bedroom window and attacked him, and Lyle got there just in time to save his son's life. Cannot imagine this That's as sad. a five-year-old child. I just can't. It kind of, yeah. like, really hurts my heart. Do you think he was actually was gonna kill him, or just really wanted to turn him into a werewolf? You know what? I don't know, because Greyback does like to spread the
5: the, the disease, so... That's like kind of his shtick. That's his thing. Yeah. Greyback yeah, finds yeah. children and bites them so that they become werewolves. So I don't, he may have just out of passion gone a little too far with Remus and that's mm. why Lyle like just stepped in in time, but I don't think initially his thought was to kill him. I think it was just to turn him. Yeah. But I mean, when you Do you you're... think he tasted good? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
4: absolutely i mean when you're a werewolf you don't have your mind so you're kind of gambling whether you're gonna actually kill a person or not
5: yeah that's true yeah so his
4: childhood real but
5: fenrir would attack people even when he wasn't turned which was yes very odd that's a very weird thing about him that's not normal in any way shape or form werewolves do not attack when they're not I mean, unless they're normally. evil
1: people. Right. right. And he's, like, an evil dude.
5: I think he just
4: super gave in to those wolfish instincts he had. Yeah. And I mean, he just became, honestly, like, half a creature. Yeah. Even while human, you know? Yeah. So his parents did everything they could to find a cure, but it was no use. Their lives were dominated by their need to hide his condition, so they were constantly going from town to town as soon as, like, the rumors would start up. Um, he wasn't allowed to play with any other children in case he let the truth slip out, so he was very lonely.
3: Aww. Poor
5: dude. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, there was no wolf's bane potion when he was little, right. so once a month, a five-year-old would transform into a werewolf. He had no clue what was going on. I believe that, I'm sorry if you say this, I don't think that you do, but his his parents would literally have to just, like, lock him in their basement during the full moon because he would transform and like obviously that's extremely dangerous because he's five he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't have his mind and he would just attack his parents he had no idea mm-hmm.
1: but can you imagine like a little five-year-old little
5: wolf?
1: <laughs> it'd probably be really cute super dangerous and really the whole situation is sad yeah. but that's a little ray of sunshine that it'd be adorable <laughs> yeah, be a little, <laughs> little
4: werewolf. oh um, I did read. I didn't put this on here, so it's not gonna be perfectly accurate. But like, by the time he was a teenager, he was like cap- capable of like bursting down doors, and it was just yeah. getting like increasingly harder to contain him. Because I mean, as you grow up, you your get werewolf stronger. form grows up too. So, yeah. um, so he was homeschooled because his parents were certain that he was never going to actually be able to set foot in a real school. But here comes Dumbledore. Shows up unannounced. And the Lupins were super freaked out, because they probably were like, whoa, you're not supposed to know this stuff about our son. But five minutes later, he was eating crumpets and playing gobstones with Remus by the fire. Oh,
5: crumpets are so good. <laughs> I want a crumpet. <laughs> yes, Ezra. Uh,
2: d- d- Did Dumbledore actually know?
5: Yeah. i yeah, sure. He had heard of
4: what happened. He'd been following the rumors, wow. I believe. Mm-hmm.
2: What a good man. Yep. I mean, what a good mm. guy.
5: Well, in this situation, I'll Don't say... You In this situation, he's amazing. He has a little bit too much faith whenever he tries to reach out and do this with Tom Riddle earlier in uh, his life. So that's uh, questionable. But yeah, he tries to help people sometimes a little too much and with too many secrets, but he does try. (laughs) And this is one big secret. This is one big secret. This is right up Dumbledore's alley. Let's be real. He's keeping a secret from people. Wait. You have a were child? I got this. We'll plant a big tree that beats people up, sneak him
4: out once. It's in one a month. of those it's things. Good.
1: It's just like, oh, hold my beer. Watch <laughs> this.
3: <laughs> hold my butterbeer. Hold my butterbeer. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, um, quote from I believe Pottermore. Remus's excitement was beyond anything he had known before. It was the dream of his life to meet other children and have for the first time friends and playmates. So oh. he is lonely yeah. for Sad five six years he can finally go and like be a real kid and like
5: have a chance to and then live. he finds like such good friends mm-hmm. minus one but you know he finds two really good friends you know it's remus's
4: fault he kept him around i know because he's nice yeah. so yeah Very best anyone
1: could have plus peter <laughs> plus peter. <laughs> yeah so then we know
4: all about the marauders which we will get into later in other chapters Ezra, are you raising your hand? Yeah, he
2: was. Uh, well, I was just, like, it seems like 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 Harry, you know, growing up had the same type of situation, right? Didn't have a lot of friends, wasn't able to kind of, you know, uh, be a kid. And is that not what Remus that. kind of went through, too?
5: Mm-hmm. I love that comparison. Yeah. The only difference yeah. is that Harry didn't have a massive secret like that.
2: Yeah, so yeah.
1: Family was abusing him. That's a massive secret. True.
2: Yeah. It just I just was think it's suffering interesting. In
4: different ways. Yep. So that was me reining it in, because just wait to that
5: Felix file. Guys, there's so much good information on Remus on Pottermore. Like a lot.
4: Also, She wrote a
5: lot of extra content about him. If you have any questions, I'll
4: be happy to answer any of them. Yes, he's the most attractive (laughs) person in the Harry Potter series. Come on, (laughs) come on. Just saying. I don't know.
1: I love me some Sirius Black, man. He is pretty attractive.
5: I have to say that. Okay, so a lot of people like to call Sirius a father figure to Harry, but I think, in all honesty, the best father figure to Harry was Remus. I don't or know if I say he's the best. Hagrid. He's the better
1: out
4: of the
5: two of them. Hagrid was a pretty good one, or Hagrid. Yeah. And I love me yeah. some Remus, but I will say Hagrid was it. I Amazing think that figure. I'm just sad that Remus didn't have a chance to be more of one. Dude, yeah.
4: he would have been calling yeah. him Uncle Mooney. Oh, it would, would have,
5: have been, been so funny. cute. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think it's interesting to point out too about Remus is um in her like extra little books that she wrote, the e-books, mm-hmm. JK Rowling said that um the werewolfness, the what is it called? Like like I can't say it. Like hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Is a metaphor for, like, the um, illnesses that carry a stigma, like HIV or AIDS. So I think that's really cool to relate that to people. Like, when you see that, I don't know.
5: I think that 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 also kind of stemmed his whole fan fiction world of being gay, potentially, as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that his sickness is related to AIDS.
3: Um, Well, yeah,
1: it's just, it's one of, like, it's an example of, like... Yeah. Because when that first came out, like if you know anything about Ryan White, the kid that contracted it from getting um, blood transfusions, because he was a hemophiliac, I was just reading about him because he came up on my timeline on something. And they were literally afraid to have him go back to school when he was in high school, because they were like, we're all going to get AIDS. They're like, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So like back when they didn't really know how the disease spread and, you know, they think that just by breathing the same air, you're going to catch AIDS. Like that's not, that's Mm -hmm. not how it works. So, so and even now, like, when you're when working in a hospital and they're like, oh, this pa- patient has AIDS. It's like, all right, well, I'll make sure not to get their blood on me or like their bodily fluids. Like, you just have to be cautious, but you really need to be cautious with anybody because you don't know. Right. Universal yeah. precautions. Like, yeah, right. you don't treat him any different. I don't. I, at least I don't. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to. I
4: think the super sad thing too is like even at the end of this book, like you know the kids know him, they respect him throughout this whole year, they mm-hmm. love him. And at he the end, still
5: feels the need to leave. Well, that mm-hmm. and at
4: the end. You know, it comes out in the Shrieking Shack that he is a werewolf, and Ron was like, get away from me. Oh, I yeah. know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just yeah. such a stigma. And, like, also, Hagrid being a half-giant, such a stigma to where Ron's like, yeah. whoa, that's kind of not good to get out, you know? And, like, people yeah. would judge Hagrid even though he's literally a soft teddy bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's crazy. The
1: nicest dude. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: Ron is a little bit... He comes around, though. He I does. Mean, if he comes around with Spew, for God's sake... Dude, <laughs> it is. Yeah. But
5: yeah, he, I mean, again, he, he comes he's a product of his environment. Way. Prejudice.
4: I like that about him, though, because it shows that you can change if you're yeah. like that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
5: Yeah. As yeah. you know or... Red
1: Well,
2: yeah. Well, with, with Ron, I think it's sort of like he's that lens that, you know, that JK's teaching us through, right? Yeah, you know, yes. is that like, like you said, he can change. and like we are we all are kind of when something new crops up, a disease or whatever we don't we don't understand it, we kind of think the worst
3: mm-hmm, you know things. Right, right. so
2: he's just sort of saturated with that, you know uh, wizarding world um, society cultural in, influence, you know, and so yeah. he's heard about the giants, he's heard about werewolves, and you know, so it's it's a neat little contrast between him, you know, and hermione and and Harry, who didn't grow up around, you know all those stories and, and things.
5: Yeah, so they so. don't even know the stigmas to have prejudice against anybody.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So. I like
3: that.
2: I oh.
5: just love him so much. She really <laughs> does. I don't know if anybody truly understands Katie's passion for Remus Lupin. It goes deep. Um. Like, if
1: Taylor Swift came to the door, Megan would leave, right? We all know this. <laughs> if Remus Lupin came to the door... Katie would be already in the car with him. Like, come on. I'm in the car. Like, let's go. <laughs> the car.
4: We would just apparate right there. What are you talking about?
2: Oh, my God. Oh this is getting, this is getting
4: don't, Meg, hot and sweaty. Eyes
1: because you would totally leave if Taylor Swift <laughs> came nice. to the door and was I like, marry me, me, divorce me. I don't know. well
5: uh, by the time this episode comes out, I could be gone because we're seeing oh her on God. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Meg, I knew you were in trouble. Before I walked in or after
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, all righty,
5: let's talk some defense now that we know about Lupin. Let's talk about the class that he teaches now. Let's talk about how he's a boss. Mm. So, if you remember the last two years of defense, we didn't really see a class fresh freshman year, first year. of defense but like second year was pretty um boring minus the whole pixie incident in the beginning of the year so when the class walks in and Lupin is like all right everybody put your books away today's a practical lesson all you need is your wands they were all just kind of like what this is amazing um so they had never had a practical defense against the dark arts class before this um Lupin actually takes them out of the classroom because they have to go and find what they're going to learn about. And I wish that they had done this in the movies. I just really, so, okay, so Peeves comes into play here and I know that Peeves, we all know Peeves is not in the movies, which is really unfortunate, but their banter here is just hilarious. Um... So they're going down the corridor and they run into Peeves who Lupin can see stuffing gum into a keyhole of a classroom. And he starts yelling Loony Loopy Lupin. <laughs> uh Remus doesn't seem to care at all and he's just like, "You know, Peeves, I would take that gum out so Filch can get to his broom so he doesn't get mad." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um Peeves just blows a wet raspberry at him and Lupin tells mm-hmm. the class to watch closely and says Wadiwasi. and <laughs> the gum shoots out of the keyhole like the with the force of a bullet straight down Peeves' left nostril. Left nostril. And, and I like Dean's remark. He's just like, cool, sir. That <laughs> just made me laugh. Uh, this just shows he's it. a boss. Yeah, Absolutely he's so boss. boss. Uh, so yes, Sarah. Do
1: you think that he did this when they were back in school? I have this written yeah. in my book. I'm like I wonder if they oh, were like for sure made that up and like blah 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 did this stuff back then. Yeah.
5: I always wondered if Wadawasi was like a marauder's spell, kind of like how yeah, yeah. Sectumsempra is a Snape spell. I, I was trying to look up Wadawasi a little bit and it I think
4: Latinly it's like whatever go there.
0: It's mm. like a go there. Spell. So either oh, I think wow. I think it's the so wassie no part. So what you
4: pointed at. So he said wad mm-hmm. oh, wad of god wassie, yeah. wad go there. So you could oh. say you could say like like robe wassie, and it would like pack into your trunk or something. It that's what? a horrible that's cool. way to explain it, but it, that's generally how I saw
5: rob <laughs> <laughs> If I Can say, you say that with the person? If I say, <laughs> if I say pasta wassy into my stomach, will, pasta what? I, will I eat the pasta? That's the name of the episode?
3: <laughs> pasta oh, wassy.
5: <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay, so Whew. they go down the hallway. Let's see. They set off to another classroom, and Professor Lupin... Hold on, I lost mine. My... Okay, they went into the <laughs> They went into the staff room because mm-hmm. that is where um that is where a Bogart was. But everybody is gone out of the staff room except for Snape, which you don't read it how it's typed. Oh, empty except for Snape alape. <laughs> Katie added that. <laughs> uh so Snape goes to leave and turns on his heel at the doorway and <laughs> says Possibly no one's warned you, Lupin, but this class contains Neville Longbottom. I would in- I would advise you not to entrust him with anything difficult, not unless Miss Granger is hissing instructions in his ear.
2: Wow! Wow!
5: Just uh, makes me what so a dick. Mad. So now, <laughs> not only is Snape stunting his growth in potions, and but he. Him. He's stunting his growth in Defense Against the Dark Arts, which is ridiculous, but Professor Lupin to the rescue isn't going to play his little game, so he is like, come on, Neville, you're first up. Like, I'm going to help you. You're going to be first, which I think is amazing. He just immediately wants to instill confidence in Neville because we know that Remus knows that Snape is a bully because... He was part of that little group in uh, Hogwarts years for them. Not that Lupin was in the right during that time either, but he knows how Snape is. So. <sighs> okay. Yes.
2: Uh, I just think it's amazing. I just have to say this right now while, while you're talking about Lupin and, and, and Snape. Like, Lupin has, you know, all this stuff going on with him when he's younger, you know. Uh, turns into a werewolf, all this kind of stuff. But he's such a confident person.
5: Yeah.
2: You know, he's so confident, and like I think Snape overcompensates for his lack of, like as you said, confidence, and just, you know, all the baggage he has or whatever. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's strikingly different, you know. Um, and, I, yeah. and the kids like admire him. They look up to Lupin because he's such a, he's just such a boss. He's so, <laughs> he's so cool, you know. And I'm I serious. I'm that... with Kate.
5: It's just yes. like such. <laughs> You know. I think that Lupin's confidence really came from James and Sirius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that Lupin would be who he is today without having those two as friends. He would have probably been very shy, very reserved, very introverted. Um he never would have come out of his shell.
4: It is said like when they meet that James and Sirius were quickly like attracted to him because he had a quiet sense of humor. Yeah. So they and like took that part. Well, yeah, they took that <laughs> part of him and like made it come to the forefront too. Right. you know, like you're not yeah. just gonna be a wallflower. Yeah, you're funny. Mm-hmm. You're part of our group. Mm-hmm. You're cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, but was he? He was still kind of reserved with them too, wasn't he? Kind of, kind of reserved himself. To them, yeah, for sure. I'd compared to them,
5: the yeah. yeah. Status of the yeah he's kind of he's kind of motherly um
3: i
1: think that when you have those two big like james and sirius are big personalities yeah so like remus is like i'm just gonna let them do their thing but like i'll add in my funny bits where you're not expecting him to say yeah a little nugget of wisdom you know
5: i feel like remus was that like extra punch of witty whenever they would like when they were together it would be, like, it's all James and serious, but then, like, here comes Remus out of nowhere with, like, something funny. A little zing. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Neville is going to help Lupin first, which I think is important, like I said. Um, do you think that he really was going to have Neville be first, but then Snape was a jerk, so he kind of, like... No,
1: hmm. I bet you he... I think because Snape said something, he's like, you know what? I'm going to make sure, like, yeah. you come here. I'm going to make sure you do well. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: You're my number one bro.
5: Yeah. Um. So, okay, so the wardrobe in the staff room has a bogart, which Sarah is going to go in more in-depth about, so I'm not going to go too in-depth about what a bogart is. Yes.
1: Um. Should we call it what it's called now, thanks to Katie? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's she... Was, when we were texting earlier It auto-corrected <laughs> to Big Gary And I didn't know what she meant I was almost crying I was
4: laughing <laughs> Big Gary the Bogger. Big Gary <laughs>
5: Big Gary the
3: Boggart uh.
5: So just like super short summary A Boggart's basically a shapeshifter It changes into what your worst fear is So Jacob so, Black What? Wow Oh <laughs>
3: <laughs> no
5: because well he, he's a shapeshifter yes. yes not a werewolf twilight fans he is not a werewolf oh my
1: god let's move on <laughs> he's a shapeshifter
5: <laughs> so <My> Hermione. Shapeshifter. <laughs> so lupin asks if anybody knows what is in the wardrobe and hermione knows she says narnia yeah it's <laughs> narnia <laughs> That's where Aslan is. The Bogart's actually comp- named Big Aslan. Yep. <laughs> Jeez,
2: uh, so many ups going <laughs> in here. So many
5: so, what the So, what is the advantage of a Bogart? There are so many of them.
3: Hmm.
5: What's their advantage to
4: the
3: Bogart?
5: Oh, oh, right, right, right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. What's the class's advantage is that there's so many of them the bug art won't know what shape to take because it's going to come out and it's going to be so overwhelmed by all these people it's not going to know whose fear to turn into. Um, so they all practice the spell together, which is ridiculous. This class is this ridiculous. This class is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen
1: this movie a time or two. <laughs>
5: And then, um, so Remus asks Neville what his greatest fear is, and it's Snape. That just makes me so sad. Yeah. yeah. I have to say,
1: shout out to him for actually saying that in class. Yes. Like,
2: yeah.
1: It's super brave of him, because he's an actual Gryffindor, yep. for anyone who denies it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's super brave of him to, like, admit it in front of all these people.
5: Yeah, And I actually really hate that the class laughs. Um, but, like, nearly everybody laughs whenever he says it, and it's like... That's just sad. Yeah. His greatest fear is a teacher?
4: Crazy thing I just realized now, though, when I was reading this as a 13-year-old, I laughed. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, that poor kid. I know.
2: Yeah.
1: Perspective, man.
4: Perspective. Yes, Ezra.
2: Well, I just, uh, there's different types of laughter, so I almost wonder if it wasn't like a, a sympathy laugh, too. It could have been something where they were kind of... Maybe not everybody in the room, obviously. You know, there were yeah. some who were actually laughing at him, but, you know, you can imagine, like, a nervous laugh, like, Because <laughs> he just said a teacher. Another right. teacher is his greatest fear in front of another teacher. It's like, oh, okay. Wow, Neville. Yeah. Uh. I, I
1: will say, agreeing with Ezra, I laugh at everything. So, regardless if yeah. it's, like, funny, sad, I do. I do I'm too. nervous, yeah. whatever, yeah. awkward situations, I'm always But laughing. it is sad. It's, yeah. it's yeah. sad. Yeah.
5: Sure. I find, um... I find it interesting that Lupin, well, not interesting, I guess a little bit funny, that Lupin immediately is thoughtful as soon as Neville says this, and he's like, hmm, how can I work with this? Like, how, what a perfect situation, really, for Lupin.
4: This kid just gave me gold.
5: And I don't i don't want to, I don't, <laughs> I want to be careful with this, because I because I, this is a form of bullying on Lupin's part, and I'm going to put that out there and say it. Um, I will say that I, I still kind of think it's a little funny. I'm sorry, it's a little bit funny that he forces him to come out into a, dra- in a dress. But it is bullying, but
3: both on. How both on else Lupin's would he bar. like?
5: I know. Yeah. I don't...
1: Gonna, like? I think it's a tricky situation. I agree. It is. It is a little mean and bullying on his part. Yeah. Especially in front of all those other kids, because he's also right. kind of demeaning this teacher. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have a lot to work with. Like, what? What do you how do? How do you
5: make that funny? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you make that he funny? I know Neville's gonna say Snape. This is true. Yeah, yeah, this is do. true. But like you know he was like, Oh, this is good. <laughs> you know, I mean like you know that's what Lubin was oh, thinking. Yes. I just had the saddest thought. I wonder if he
1: was like, Oh my god, James and serious like well probably not serious, but like James would be dying right now. Like I wonder if that thought went through his head. Sorry yeah. to be oh, the I'm biggest Debbie sure.
5: downer ever.
1: <sighs> but he's probably thinking like, Oh, my friend who's dead. He probably would have really enjoyed this. Yeah.
5: So he immediately asks. I think I think he he probably knows. I would assume he knows Neville's situation because he was around for the last order. He was in it. So he knows what happened to Alice and Frank Longbottom. So that's why he asks, do you live with your grandmother? And he says yes. Uh, Nervously, he says yes. (laughs) <laughs> and then says but I don't want the bogart to turn into her either. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um but that's not that's not Remus's plan. He asks what Neville's grandmother usually wears and he says a tall hat with a stuffed vulture on top, a long green dress, sometimes mm-hmm. a fox fur scarf and a big red handbag. So the plan is to have the Boggart Snape wear Neville's grandmother's clothes. Which is just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just... I mean, it's genius.
4: Yes. I need to give a shout out to Alan Rickman here playing oh Boggart my god. Snape. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Every time I watch it and he does that thing where he kind of like turns and looks at himself and is so
5: confused. Yeah. It's
4: amazing.
5: Yeah. It's perfect. He does
4: yeah. so good. Bulls he does my so mind.
5: Good. We're run um, out for Alan. Yep. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: yeah uh sarah's gonna go into more of like everybody else's fears so we're just gonna talk about neville but everyone takes a turn facing the Bogart after that so it gets confused more and more and more however right when it's harry's turn lupin jumps in front of him it turns into a silvery white orb what could that be what is that a balloon yeah i just don't (laughs) like them (laughs) <laughs> and I love, I love that it says Neville finishes off the Bogart with a great ha mm-hmm. of laughter, and it explodes into a thousand tiny wisps of smoke. When I read this, I'm like, yes! I know. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that right there is the perfect example of great teaching. All Lupin had to do was instill confidence in Neville, and he is the one that finished the Bogart off. I mean, what a good story. It uh, did involve... A little bit of bullying on Lupin's part. But honestly, guys, what else could you do that wouldn't have been bullying to make Snape be funny? For the yeah. greater good? It's for the greater uh, good.
1: Yeah.
2: Go um, ahead, d- does he actually kill the Boggart thing? Like, is-, is it actually gone? Yeah. Dead? Well,
1: or... yeah. Bogarts are not a living
5: thing.
2: Okay.
1: But you'll hear about this when I talk.
2: Okay, okay.
5: We're going to get to that, As Don't jump ahead.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yeah!
3: Um,
5: So Lupin dishes out points to everybody because he's super awesome. He wants to make everybody feel good after his lesson. I think this is, again, partially, though, his... He likes to be liked. That's
4: his biggest weakness. That's
5: that's probably his big... Yeah, that's his biggest weakness. He will do anything to be liked because he went through such a period of time where he was so lonely and... he couldn't... It's not that nobody liked him, but nobody could like him because nobody even knew him. So yeah. um, so he dishes out points to everybody. And then as they leave, everyone's talking excitedly. Ron says it was the best defense against the dark arts lesson they've ever had.
3: Mm-hmm. And
5: then Lavender Brown wonders why Lupin is afraid of crystal balls. <laughs> um, Harry it's can't... a bright one. <laughs> <laughs> Juan, Juan. Harry can't huh? stop wondering why Lupin stopped him. But I really... I question why Harry really even questions that, to be honest. yeah. I mean, you really think that... I mean, what does he think is Boggart's going to turn into a spider? (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is Harry. I love him. Yeah.
4: Well, you know what? Harry's pride was hurt here, you know? Like, he's already super embarrassed because Malfoy's bringing this up constantly. So this is on his mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
3: yeah
5: i don't know so he's kind of contemplating like oh maybe it was because lupin saw me collapse on the train he thought that he wasn't up to it had he thought harry might pass out again which in all actuality if it had turned into a dementor harry probably would have passed out again maybe part yeah. of harry wonders mm-hmm. if he isn't up to maybe he's questioning his
4: own magic right now because these things are happening to him and not to other people yeah because he doesn't know anything about these
5: dementors really yeah or his yeah. own past to be honest yeah, that's true. Um, and then Hermione is upset. Herm is upset. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to take a turn in Ron Sniggers. What would it have been for you? A piece of homework that only got 9 out of
3: 10? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, doesn't in the in the end of the book when um, they're doing their like final exam it's McGonagall yeah. telling her she failed everything? Yeah. So he's not wrong. I know.
4: It's she so comes funny. out
5: crying. <laughs> that, and actually, that, she didn't finish that final right didn't she not finish it I'm pretty sure that she got so upset she couldn't I can't remember she couldn't do
4: it
1: it took her a while to calm down for sure she
4: really needed to be calmed down
5: cause defense I mean defense was always Hermione's least not least favorite class but it's the one she did the worst and worst meaning like not an O but an E Mm. so yes yeah all right, let's get deep and sweaty into these bogarts, Sarah.
1: Okay, so I looked up some information on the boggarts. So there's a couple articles on Pottermore talking about them. So um, they're shape-shifting creatures, and they will assume the form of whatever um, is mo- most frightens the person who encounters it. So no one really knows what a bogart looks like. Um, if there's no one there to see it, they, you know, can't see what it is. So it usually gives evidence it's there by rattling, shaking, or scratching the object where it's hiding. It likes confined spaces, but it can also be found in woods and around shadowy corners. Yes, Megan.
5: Do, do they ever say if Moody can see a Boggart?
1: No. But I was going to talk about that because how interesting is it that M- Molly sends him up there to look and he's like, yep, it's a Boggart. Like, so he Is he the only person that knows what one really yeah. looks like? Because does it see him? I don't know. Hmm.
5: I would assume it yeah. does not see him, so it's got to just yeah, be in so whatever Yeah, so it's got to stay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, and it says the more fearful the person is, the more susceptible they are to bogarts. Um, Muggles can see them or can feel their presence as well. They may even glimpse them. But they don't really see them clearly, so they can convince themselves that it was a figment of their imagination. Oh my
4: God, maybe that's why I see spiders out of the corner of my eye all the time—just little <laughs> mini boggers everywhere. <laughs> Muggles
1: don't, don't don't notice nothing, do they?
4: All right. <laughs> <ain't>
1: no <laughs> so it is not, and has never been truly alive. They are the strange non-beings that populate the magical world, like a poltergeist, for example. Hmm. They can um, be made to disappear, but will but more will inevitably arrive to take their place. And then also, like poltergeists and dementors, they seem to be generated and sustained by human emotions. Hmm. Um, so getting rid of a bar can be tricky because it involves making the creature into a figure of fun. So the fear is dispelled in amusement. Now, if the caster can laugh out loud at it, it disappears at once. So ridiculous is a spell used to transform the Boggart into something less threatening and hopefully something funny. So some information on the fact file. Um, so we know it's true shape is unknown, but Moody possibly had seen it. Um, it changes into what the person fears most. So Remus Lupin, Professor Remus Lupin instructed the third years in prisoner of Azkaban on how to repel the creature using ridiculous. And they you later, he uses the Boggart to help Harry um, learn how to defend himself against the dementors using the patronus charm. And it says although a bogart is never seen the visual effects designers still needed to create a transformation. Nope, that's not what that says.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you um, they to create the transition from the scary version to the laughable version they which they interpreted as a swirling tornado of the bogart's fearful and funny forms. That's from like kind of behind the scenes which I thought was really cool that is
5: neat yeah
1: and then I wanted to see if there was like any kind of history on um, bogart's like in actual real-time life and <laughs> I'm pulling from Wikipedia so because I try to search it and I looked for it in a book and I lost the book long story short whatever <laughs> so on the Wikipedia it says bogart is one of the numerous related terms used for in English folklore for either a household spirit or a malevolent Um, being, and it's inhabiting fields, marshes, or other topographical features. It also goes by, like, Bug, Bug, I'm gonna get this wrong, Bug, Bear, Boogie, the Boogeyman, stuff like that, Um, and it causes mischief and things to disappear, milk to sour dogs to go lame. Um, I just think it's cool that there's actually, like, history, and there's it's in some books as well, Farmer and the bogart, which is cool. There's a Bogart or a Boogie in the Chronicles of Narnia, because we were just talking about that. And then Susan Cooper has the Bogart and the Bogart and the monster, which is cool. But some fun things. Interesting. And then um, to talk about the fears. So um, Neville's fear is Snape, and then we see him turning into Snape wearing his grandmother's clothes. And there's a cool picture. I mean, and we all got to see it from the movie as well, but there's a picture on Pottermore, which we'll post, um, of neville's grand or snape's wearing neville's grandmother's clothing and then we see poverty's next and she has a fear of um a mommy so it's blood stained and bandaged it's walking towards her dragging its feet with its arms up as you like can see that's very much like how i feel um movies and media and stuff portray mommy it's not that they're Actually real, but that's how I see them. Yeah. So she does ridiculous and it starts to unravel and it heads head falls off. There's also a picture of Pottermore of a mummy coming out of the um, wardrobe, which I thought is cool. And then Seamus, his fear, is a banshee and it's described in the book as a woman with floor length hair and a skeletal green tinged face. And she um opens her mouth and she starts to shriek, and then he does ridiculous and she loses her voice. Um that's and I That's actually it's really great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> know like more about banshees because i heard about them growing up um because it's like an irish folklore kind of thing so i try to look it up and find like the easiest thing so on miriam yeah i just
5: want to say it's really interesting that that's seamus's fear because he's irish
1: so on com, the definition of a banshee is a female spirit in gaelic folklore whose appearance or wailing warns a family that one of them will soon die um, that's so scary. So I think that's cool that like I, I like the fact like Megan pointed out that we know that Seamus is Irish and he um is fearful of like this a banshee which in with an Irish folklore kind of thing which you know
3: yeah full okay.
1: circle friends full circle she thinks of
5: everything <laughs> she like makes connections with the weirdest things
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the bugger gets confused, and it turns into a rat, then a rattlesnake, and then a single bloody eyeball. And then Dean steps up, and it turns into a severed hand, flips over, and it starts to crab crawl on the floor. And then he, um, it gets trapped in the mouse trap after he uses Ridiculous. And then Ron leaps forward, and um, it turns into a huge spider, because, come on, we all know what was going to happen. And it's yeah. six feet tall, covered in hair. It's got its little pincers. And um, he does not spell, and it loses its legs, and then... Lavender's like, ah! And then, you know, (laughs) it's Megan.
5: I was just going to say that in the book, I love that the bogart turns into a lot more magical things than it does in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie, Mm -hmm. they kind of just picked... You know, well, Ron, yeah, is as a, as a spider. Clown. Pavardi was, no, Pavarti was a snake, and then it turned into a clown oh, face, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which, like, that one did, never made scary. sense to me. It is, yeah. Yeah, I just thought of the clown before the snake, right. because that's scarier to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I don't remember any, I don't remember some of the other ones, but it's just, like, I wish that they would have done a Banshee, or a Mummy, yeah. or... Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't do the mummy and the severed hand because it would have like upped the rating because of blood or something like that. I don't know. But I just you
4: already have dementors. There just was... take the blood out. It's already scary. There, it yeah. <laughs> there was
5: potential. Yeah, there was potential.
4: I do know dementia. that
5: like having blood like that does potentially up the rating because I remember when Deathly Hallows was coming out the trailer was released and there was that mm. scene with Hermione and her hands were up and she, her hands were covered in blood. Oh yeah. And that yeah. only, that only came out for a very short period of time. And then all of a sudden a new trailer was released and it was Hermione and her hands didn't have blood on them anymore mm-hmm. because they weren't allowed to show that in a trailer because trailers are not rated. Mm. So they had to get rid of the blood on her hands for the trailer. Wow. So that could be why, but I don't know.
1: Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. Do you guys have any lightning bolt
4: questions? Oh, yeah. Megan, you're gonna take mine. I know you are. What would your bogart turn
5: into? Oh no! And don't. You can only ask one. No, it's a no! two-part question. What would your bogart turn into, and what would you turn it into with ridiculous? Can I go first? Yeah, yeah go ahead.
2: ahead. Uh, Florence, and I turn <laughs> her back into Sarah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: wrote. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you can you please try to do Florence's voice for everyone?
2: Florence, stuff. <laughs> <that>, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have
1: to pee so bad, I, I'm gonna I, pee my pants. <laughs> Jesus,
2: okay. yeah. I uh, I can do a better Let, one later.
1: No, no, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, Why uh, does
2: Florence
1: scare you? Why is that your biggest fear?
2: I, I, I just thought Someone it was funny. I don't know. No, I mean, that's Florence funny. just, you know, to see somebody possessed and taken over by something each and every <laughs> week on the show is crazy, like, <laughs> you know?
1: I'm not possessed every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: some days yeah. you wake up and you wonder if it's Sarah or Florence that's waking up? Like, does it ever happen to you?
1: Well, Florence is not my oldest personality. That would be Suzanne.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, if anyone, it's probably Suzanne coming out. That's crazy. I sound insane. That's great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, who's
2: next?
1: Megan. I don't know what my greatest fear is.
5: Mine would definitely turn into a snake, but I'm having a real hard time coming up with something funny. I'm try- I'll try a pool to noodle. Something for you. A yeah! pool noodle. That's, that's good. <laughs> so... Or just a regular noodle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would do a regular noodle. It just becomes a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> it could become a fettuccine
1: noodle I don't know angel hair pasta I'd love me some angel hair pasta I'm I'm having
4: trouble with mine because my greatest fear is spiders and that's what Ron's turns into so all I'm picturing is like it wearing roller skates or it's legs coming off like it does in the movie but I can't
5: think of my own it could turn into one of those koozie balls with all of like the (laughs) the legs that stick out all over do you know what I'm talking about yes (laughs) I was trying to say it gets tangled up in this web, but yours is way better.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't think my greatest fear is, like, I think it's more of, like, not obtaining. Like, you know how he he was saying um, Hermione's would be, like, failing everything? Mine wouldn't be, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really, I've not encountered, like, an animal that terrifies me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't like spiders. I don't like all these bugs, whatever. But I'm not terrified of them. Sarah's fearless. I'm not fearless. <laughs> no. Sure. I mean, let's be honest. I'm the person that the ocean terrifies me. I don't And, like, like space terrifies me. And <laughs> this sounds ridiculous, but giant objects terrify me. <laughs> like, the fact that I know <laughs> that the traffic light is, like, way bigger than it looks <laughs> because it's far away <laughs> freaks me out.
5: If mine, uh. if mine wasn't going to turn into uh, an that animal, would like it would be... It would be something with, like, heights. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But, like, when people show,
1: like, if you've ever watched Titanic. no
5: boundaries. That scares me.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Like, when you see, like, (laughs) when you see, like, sunken ships and they show them, like, what they look like underwater, it freaks me out. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I don't like it. Totally agree. I have weird fears, all right? I have weird, weird fears.
5: I get
4: it. <laughs> another, I'm,
5: another one of mine is, like, I'm slightly claustrophobic. It really freaks me out to, like, think of, like, okay, I'm speaking, like, we just went into these caverns this weekend, so, like, you would think that that would scare me, but what I'm thinking is, like, tight spaces where, like, I literally get stuck in something and I mm-hmm. can't get out. That mm-hmm. terrifies me. And I'm trying to think of a really yeah. good example, but, like, I, I can't right now like i get severe anxiety when i'm like clothes shopping and i pick something that's a size too small and then i can't get out of it when i'm in the dressing room like like that like it's like real anxiety i'm like get this thing off of me like get it off of me now and that's like how i feel in the dressing room while i'm trying to get it off i don't know it's really weird i will
1: tell you like fear in some haunted houses where like they have the the bit where like the sides are all blown up and you have to walk through. I hate that. Yes. And, like, that's the only part. Like, haunted – now as a grown-up, haunted houses don't scare me at all because I'm like – I know the whole thing is designed for people to pop out and be like, "Ah." I'm like, all right, cool, I know you're coming, (laughs) whatever. But, like, when the walls, like, they're puffed out so you're squeezed in it like those – Yes. I just don't I don't like it I don't like it so I have to hold well I typically make someone hold on to me anyways when I'm in one so like I'm grabbing onto the person behind me and I typically have the hand or you know <laughs> I'm grabbed onto like the shirt of the person behind me so like in front and behind yeah so I like no I don't like it like that that claustrophobicness yeah. I hate Same. I don't like it
2: mm. yeah <laughs> Yep, sounds like you're still scared of haunted houses. Honestly,
1: no, that's the only part.
5: Like, if the haunted house, like,
4: <laughs> oh, I can walk through. I have another out. one. It's
2: okay. You can you can admit it. It's okay. I
5: have another fear. It, okay, so Katie, Sarah, and I always do this corn maze every fall. It's kind of like a tradition. Did you and... do it? Like...
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, we did. Um... I'm
1: glad we made some good memories. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, no one fell in the motor peed their pants that time. Um but Uh, the one year we did it, we didn't bring a flashlight and the whole idea that I was like in this corn maze, I couldn't see the map, I had no idea where I was, I started freaking out.
1: It's I remember like... the second year, I got, I almost had a panic attack yes. in there because we were so lost. We and were, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, like I, do I don't know I where do. we are.
5: I feel like we're walking in circles. I have no idea how to get out. Like that, like, it's just panic. I think basically yeah. what this is coming, coming down to is I have anxiety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who doesn't nowadays?
1: I know I have crazy anxiety. Yeah. Me All right, Ezra, okay. besides Florence, what else do you have? Fear. Yeah, you have oh, to fear. give us a real answer. That's that's a cop out answer.
2: Oh, was it? Um, yeah. Let's see. Fears for me. Um,
1: are you gonna get scared of Florence talks for the rest of the episode?
2: Yeah, I might actually. um <laughs> well, I'll see you guys. I'm out of here. I can't handle this uh, <laughs> No. Um, sharks. Everything in the ocean. You know. Yeah.
5: Oh my everything. god. Me too. I can't believe I, that I didn't come up with that as my answer. The ocean freaks you know what, me out. You
1: know what freaks me out, speaking of the ocean, When people, yeah. like, talk about wanting to, like, go swim with dolphins. I'm like, there's nothing oh. I'd rather do. No. No, thank no. you. No. I don't want to even. No, I don't like it.
2: No, it's no. crazy. I mean, I was, I can't remember if I was eight or nine, and I'm out to uh, Virginia Beach, and I'm actually going out there further and further, you know. No. I've had good experiences no. with the ocean. Nope. Youngster at this time. Nope. I turn around. I'm pretty far out there getting close to the buoy. And I turn back around and I see like five uh, fins <gasps> just going within 10 feet of me. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> like, I just lost it. I lost my oh mic. <laughs> I, so I, no. I take oh, off back into, start crying. into the shore. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> crying. I'm, I'm crying. I'm like losing them. I'm like, like literally. And I I, uh, I get about 20, 20 no. feet you know, forward. My sister's standing there. I'm like, run! run you know and she's like what are you doing what are you doing and i was like oh, sharks i'm like yelling shark you know and everyone's like oh look at the dolphins look at the dolphins out there i'm like losing my mind because i think it's i think they're sharks uh i got all the way into the beach i'm crying and you know it was terrible i, I would
5: have thought they were sharks i'll tell
1: you another fear of mine speaking of things in water and this is so stupid but buoys freak me out like i can't go near them <laughs> I remember like cause we go to the well we go to Lake Erie all the time so we'd be like swimming and we're like let's swim out to the buoys and I'd get maybe like 10 feet I'm like I have to turn around I can't I can't I can't go by cause we'd be like let's go touch it no ugh, free- it's giving me the heebie jeebies right now oh. I don't like them I don't no no
5: literally the oh. idea of swimming in the ocean makes me want to cry I can't
1: yeah I, can't. I know it does
3: yeah. I love it
5: I just
1: like being in the water, even though it freaks me out. Once yeah. you get, like, too Put deep, Put me in no. a pool. Put me
5: in a pool with no fish, <laughs> yep. no sharks, can no see
3: everything. sand
5: that can moves under your feet. No. You can see yeah.
1: everything in some oceans.
5: Yeah, but the, I feeling, think in all the-, the feeling of, like, the tide with sand underneath me, I can't. I guess. I can't I handle it. that. Because then I'm like, what if something's burrowed in the sand and then it eats me? I can't handle, oh, I can't
4: swim, so anytime I'm in any body of water, pool, ocean, whatever, if I can't touch the bottom, instant panic. yeah, instant yeah. panic. yeah, hate it.
1: I will say when we were kids, so I went to Lake Erie every single year of my life. Um, and they used to talk about this thing called the undertow, mm. and I thought that it was a monster. Because my mom was like, "You need to be careful. It can it could drag you under. Like one second you're there, one the other second, like you're the undertoes got you." Not knowing that it was oh, just like basically
3: god. a current. Under- totally him.
5: understand that. That's so cute. But and like so I was <laughs> like, "Oh my
1: god, the undertoes gonna get us." Because like <laughs> we knew people who um, died because of it. Huh? <laughs> That's so bad The, <best. laughs> the undertoes
3: thing.
5: gonna get me. <laughs> <laughs> when we see the yeah, toe, so we have... say, "Heck no!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> finding Dory! So <laughs> yeah. that's the
3: cutest, so that's, saddest
4: I, I'll, thing. I'll ever. So I
1: still go so today. I'd love it. I like, I like being in the water.
4: Yeah, I like being like...
1: by the water. I like hearing it. I like the sand, ish, because it gets everywhere. So it's kind of a pain in the butt. But
3: mm-hmm.
4: sometimes it's in your butt, you know. Yeah,
3: literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: It gets
1: everywhere. <laughs> Growing up, when we would go to the beach, all I remember is we'd have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and you would try your hardest, but there was always sand in it. Yep. <laughs> so it not. if you didn't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with sand, you did you really eat one? <laughs> <laughs> nope.
5: I also just want to let everybody know who listens to our podcast that Shark Week is a nightmare for me. But she always
4: watches oh, I believe- it, so
5: don't listen to do anything she watch says. It?
0: Oh my oh, god, it,
5: it gives me anxiety, but it's, like, that anxiety that, like, I, I have to have.
3: <laughs> oh my god. And then it
5: just, like, makes me want to cry when I watch it. It's just such a it. thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't all animals in the ocean just be, like, dolphins? Or, like... Well, apparently, Ezra doesn't like them either. Yeah. Or, like, ice. manatees. Wow you know what
1: also freaks me out like you know when you go to like an aquarium or whatever and they have like the petting bit i don't i don't want to just sing right no
5: no these are really soft and cute i i won't lie
1: i don't the only time i like fish is when it's on my plate and i'm about to eat it (laughs) too
5: guys i hate the ocean so much i don't even eat things that swim in it
1: Um, i love me some fish love sushi I like a good mm. white fish. The tilapia is really good. I don't mind cod. I really like swordfish. Quite delicious. My
5: first venture into old. fish is going to be getting fish and chips in the UK. That's going to be oh. my first venture so into gentle. fish.
1: Fish and chips, mm. there's nothing better. Well, which is a lie, but fish and chips are
2: really good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I hope I like it. We'll see. You won't
2: you'll, you'll like it They're not <laughs> Batter them up
5: Sarah knows me <laughs> Yeah they're fried
1: So do you like tartar sauce? I, I don't know Yeah I do actually Just slather a lot of tartar sauce yeah. on there oh, tartar And just sauce. focus on the chips Focus I will. on the chips
4: I have a lightning bolt round question
5: <sighs> Oh do you?
4: Yeah What do you think a bugger looks like when nobody sees it?
5: I really think it's just a blob of
4: magic of I kinda... think it's like a
1: gray whisper
4: Yeah. I kind of yeah. picture it like a wispy something like almost yeah. a light a almost like, not
5: oh, I, love
1: the like, it's a I did think of it I think it kind of looks like the end of a Dementor's cloak
5: mm. Ooh. I like that I yeah.
2: agree Ezra what do you think I, that's a great question I have no idea <laughs> I was thinking this <laughs> invisible kind of like misty you know looking spirit thing I don't know
4: if it's invisible yeah. can it look like mist yeah, well, you know, Katie. Oh, uh...
3: this <laughs> well, word point over the here. One. <laughs> uh, I whatever. have a question.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think I forgot it. So let me remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think so? Like, I don't know if this is like a thing, but so when people are like more sad, like the world. Do you think there's more dementors? Do you think there's more boggarts around when then like yeah. to feed off
5: yeah. fear? Well, if you think about it, during the second wizarding war, there kind of was a feeling of despair spreading across the country and dementors were breeding off of it. Mm-hmm. Well, so do you think boggarts were too? I would think so. Probably. I'd imagine. Because
4: there's yeah, more fear. Yeah,
5: there's more fear in the world. I mean, war is
4: a time of fear and depression. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Big Gary, bringing everybody down. Big
4: Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Would we like to go on to our fan story? It's kind of a long one, yeah. but it's worth it. This is a long one, but I, Meg, I have not read it. It's my first time, so I'm sorry if I butcher it. Uh, but Meg says that it's a very good one. Not that any of them have been bad. They've all been amazing. Okay, so this week, the story comes from Lacey Michelle. So she says... Hi, my name is Lacey Michelle, but you all might know me as the girl who makes Harry Potter mood boards in the group. By the way, they're all amazing. They oh my are. God, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah, they I like, have mine
1: printed out and framed it.
4: They legit give me feels. She's made yeah. me my own and then like a Remus one and I, it's amazing. I actually have a long Potter story, but it has a very happy ending, so stick around. When I was in elementary school, I struggled with reading. I was very good at spelling, writing, and reading out loud, but I had an extremely difficult time understanding what I read, so I hated reading for fun. I barely barely scraped by in second and third grade with my hatred for reading, but when I got to fourth grade, I was told I wouldn't pass the class unless I got 17 accelerated reading points. When I made it close to the end of the year with barely any points, I decided I would read the book worth over 20 points so I could pass. You guessed it. It was Harry Potter. I hated Mm. the book. All these unnecessary words were all (laughs) over the place. Nothing made sense to me. I was lost throughout most of the book, but I had at least managed to figure out the main concept. At one point, I actually started to like the book. It had magic, witches, fantastic creatures, Orbees, and an enchanted mirror. The mirror scene was where I started to slow down and really concentrate. The scene with Harry looking in the mirror at his parents. It was the first time a book made me cry. I was 10 when I felt Harry's pain for the first time, but it wouldn't be the last. I couldn't imagine losing my parents or having my family broken up like he did. I rushed through the rest of the book to figure out if his parents were actually alive somewhere. When I realized they were really dead at the end, I hated the book again, but at least I learned enough to pass the accelerated reader test with enough points to pass. Little did I know that I would eventually become hooked just like all the other Swishers here. At one point during this Harry Potter madness and obsession, I turned 14 and some really heavy stuff happened. It changed me. I knew something was wrong with me, but I couldn't exactly... I couldn't explain exactly what it was. I knew Harry battled battled outer, outer demons. demons. I read Dementors in my head. <laughs> and villains, but here I was, slowly being defeated by my own brain and heart. I knew it was depression, but it felt different, different from textbook depression. I had bouts of extreme hyperness and silliness. I was giddy on the outside, but inside I felt like dying. As more books came out and I realized there was a connection to Harry and Voldemort, I related to him more and more. It was as if. It was as if I, too, had a scar connecting me to a villain that wasn't myself. I continued to escape into the wizarding world for comfort, hoping that if Harry could defeat his inner demons, I could, too. Seven years later, some more heavy stuff happened. My sister and best friend went off to college. My mom left my dad, and my dad attempted suicide. My little brother lost a dangerous amount of weight because of the trauma. And when my dad returned from the mental hospital a week after the attempt on his own life, our family dog died, probably of a broken heart. I was devastated. My family was torn apart and I felt like I was trying to hold on to each of them as they were going in different directions. I turned to my favorite series during this time and thought of the mirror again, wishing more than anything to waste away in front of it, reliving memories past. I ended up flunking out of college and started having panic attacks nearly every day. Sometimes I would gasp, gasp for air so long that my body would become numb and I would fall to the floor, paralyzed. In those moments, I wished my heart would stop, but it was beating for another. My fiancé, Joe. In all the heartache, we figuratively lit our wands for a beacon of light and got married. Immediately after moving in together, our apartment felt empty, so we got a puppy. Our family still felt small, so we tried for a baby and failed for two years. After two miscarriages, we were about to give up when we were gifted with a sweet, red-headed baby boy. The joy still didn't keep depression at bay. My new family never erased the broken family I came from, and it never outshined the depression and mood swings. I also had postpartum depression for what seemed like forever... So I finally got help. I was finally diagnosed with bipolar disorder 1 at 26 years old, which is which in Harry Potter terms is like being on Felix Felicis while being surrounded by dementors, giddy but depressing. I'll never forget what my therapist told me. She said bipolar 1 was dangerous because people don't recognize you're sad. She said I had high functioning depression and anxiety because I was always there. It was always there under the surface, but no one noticed because I looked happy on the outside. She warned me that I am in the category of people who kill themselves and other people would say, but she was so happy. I thought of Harry Potter going to die for his friends. I always thought I would be doing my friends and family a huge service by getting rid of myself like Harry sacrificed himself in the war. Like killing myself was going to make the world a better place. But then I thought of my toddler. Suddenly, I was Lily Potter, not Harry. I would do anything for my son, even die to protect him, but I remembered myself at 10 years old, reading the first Harry Potter book and weeping at a fictional child losing his mother, both of us hoping that she was still alive. I never, ever want my child to be in that situation, and I never want my family torn apart like mine was. So despite being a die-hard Ravenclaw, I summoned a lot of courage that day and decided to become someone new. I decided to stay alive, even though, even through all the hardship, I decided to become the girl who lived. One year after I got out of the hospital, a year full of self love and recovery, I discovered Swish and Flick. I just randomly decided to be a podcast listener and search for Harry Potter stuff. If I would have known a year ago that clicking on that listen button would have led me to four beautiful souls that would change my life, I would have had a hard time believing it. But now I have a whole new family. Tiffany, Katie, Megan, Sarah, thank you all so much for helping me remain the girl who lived and for sparking my love. You guys are going to make me cry. <laughs> No, because i'm already crying i think that's why
5: because we're both crying <laughs> Ooh, i was holding
4: it together there all right <clears throat> <clears throat> thank you all so much for helping me remain the girl who lived and for sparking my love of harry potter all over again thank you for all the hard work on the podcast i can't read this <laughs> Whew, and for creating a platform that would provide me with so much love and support and varying perspectives on a fandom i love and finally thank you for being amazing being amazing friends to me during these past few months you made my birthday very special with your quote-unquote owl deliveries each of you reflects exactly all the good things from your hogwarts houses and just wow thank you for spreading all the love and joy in this crazy world
1: mm.
4: i love you guys woo Lacey, we love think you too i this is the first
1: episode we're all crying
4: <laughs> <laughs> i've literally never cried on an episode before welcome know. to my life i cry woo. all the time yeah oh Meg, no. yeah, coulda warned me, but you didn't. Just letting me read. Whoo, lazy.
3: You're Thank amazing. Thank you. Lacey.
4: Yeah, you're amazing. Um, that super touched my heart. Yep. You're amazing Oops. because you fought through what you fought through. I love the parallels you pulled from the book. I love the strength they gave you. And I love you. And I think you're, I think you're a hell of a more of a Gryffindor than you think you are, because I was very brave to share
5: this story and to be that honest and open about it. Yeah. Because I don't know if you realize by sharing a story like that, you could help a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that there are other people maybe who are listening that can pull strength from your story. And we really appreciate you reaching out and wanting us to share this. Yeah, honestly.
1: You're amazing. I freaking love you.
4: Yeah. I, uh, I third that. Third that? Yeah. Third or nothing. <laughs> <Katie's> <laughs> and I, I know, that. know
1: that Tiffany isn't on this episode, but she... I guarantee you she's going to listen to
4: this and she's going to cry. You know <laughs> what? I'm not telling her about this because you didn't tell me or warn me about this. She could cry too. <laughs> no, but honestly, thank you so very much. We love you. Yeah. We love all of our listeners. You're all amazing. You bring, you bring each your
5: own amazing thing to our lives. I don't know if our listeners really truly understand or comprehend how much they mean to us, because I feel like a lot of them think that it's the other way around, and that yeah. we might mean a lot to them, but you guys mean just as much to us.
1: Well, and it's great that um, they're all willing to, like, be there for each other, too. Yes. yes. You know? Like, when stuff happens in their lives everyone's so so quick to send like a loving note or just being like i'm there for you and i know that Lacey's even put that out there too like yeah you need a friend to talk to i'm here which is amazing
4: yeah whoo go ahead Ez.
2: well i i just wanted to say that you know thanks for uh, this podcast to to you three and, and to tiffany because i actually am a fan myself you know and that's really how I started was sitting down in Sarah's basement listening to you guys record all this and then when the group came along I would sit over with Matt and my other friends and just in amazement like the love and the community that you guys have and so I mean just so you know from you know a fan of the show we do you know kind of feel your guys's love and support and you know what well, I see every day you guys get on there and, and lift people up and talk to each other and you guys are, you know, huge in in, in our lives. You know, um, I consider myself a member of the group and somebody who I I don't always jump in and participate as much as I'd like to, but I'm just overwhelmed by all of the, you know, love and support that's that's out there in your guys' group. It's it's amazing, and this story um, is 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 moving and powerful. Um, so keep doing what you're doing because it's it's amazing.
4: We love you, Ezra. Thanks. Ezra. I love you yeah, guys. Thank
1: you. You're all right.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
5: man.
1: Oh. Lacey, you're just amazing. Yeah. I just...
5: <sighs> I, I love just... You. Your parallel of you being Lily is a thousand percent accurate mm. in um, not the fact that she left her son, obviously, but the fact that she would do anything for her son. Mm-hmm. Um, And... And she never wanted her son to feel like Harry feels. And Nolan <laughs> is adorable. So cute. And he deserves he deserves a mom like that and you bring that to him. Yeah. So don't ever forget yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We love you. So, on that
4: note, yeah. are we actually <laughs> signing off or are we are we having Tiffany's like Voice.
5: Are we going to
1: plug our other projects, yeah, Katie? Yeah,
5: other projects, Kate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally skipped that. It's even in yellow. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Tif- <laughs> tiffany is <laughs> tiffany's going... Tiffany's gone.
4: The whole thing falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably thinking that as we do this episode. Leave
5: them once! <laughs> tiffany is going to end the episode for us, so you okay. guys have that to look forward All to, right. but um, quickly, Katie and I have another podcast. If you guys are fans of Disney... We have nope. Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. We're doing a chronological watch of Disney films. We're currently in the 50s, so we that's pretty exciting. Just did we, Alice in Wonderland. We just did Alice in Wonderland. It's a really good episode. Um, it Pro- comes out the same day that this episode comes mm-hmm. out. And um, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. Yup. Yeah, and we're so... on social media at Grown Up Kids Pod.
4: Mm-hmm. We're also trying to reboot our YouTube channel. So, Main Street <laughs> Nine and Three Quarters. You can follow us on our hometown adventures on our mm-hmm. YouTube page. So, check that out. Sarah, as.
1: I like to go last. He has to go before me. Ezra,
4: as you can play. Oh,
2: well, I, I just want to say thanks again for letting me be on, you know. Th- this week, I mean, I'm not Tiffany. <laughs> you know, I'm just a humble Puff, You know, right? I mean, <laughs> so, I, I could never absolutely, you know, she brings such a, a character and charisma and stuff to the show. I, I love, the, the four of you guys together is like perfect. It's perfection, so that should never change <laughs> well um, there's
1: no such thing as perfect but okay thank you.
2: well uh, all right
1: <laughs> go ahead and take it
2: <laughs> but no i i am very happy that you guys allowed me to be on it and, and th- uh full disclosure too i had like a my face is super numb right now <laughs> from talking because of the surgery that i had so sarah and these guys know that i had a surgery earlier this week and so i might not have had all the energy that i normally would have so We'll be better next time. Um, but just thanks again for for letting me be on. And um, I listen every week, and you guys are you know amazing. So, um, but yeah, I do a couple other projects, just um, like a Lord of the Rings project with my good buddy Lane, um, and an and, a, and unexpected podcast. Why can't even spit it out. <laughs> um, up talking Tolkien <laughs> i sit every week on on that show and uh, we just go over you know we're doing a reread of the uh, lord of the rings series i think megans actually reading along with us sometime here and there meg hopefully <laughs> yeah i am
5: i'm still on i'm still on fellowship but i'm slowly trudging through <laughs> okay. it's a good podcast you guys should it listen to them it is a really them. good podcast and uh, what i did so if anybody else wants this idea i downloaded the audiobook because i like literally have zero time extra time to sit down and read anymore like i just don't i have so many projects going on i can't do it at work so and i have an hour commute every day so i got the audiobook of lord of the rings and i listened to a chapter and then i switched to up Talk, and tolkien and i listened to that episode regarding that chapter you're so, amazing it's good it works out very well and i also uh... really love the guy who does the audiobook for um, Lord of the Rings, I like his voice. So I thought you're gonna be like, I
1: really love the guy that talks with Ezra. <laughs> <is so> nice. <laughs> well, there's so that too. I, mean, I do
5: so really love Lane. Does, yeah, Lane has can we a just great all admitted voice.
2: Can we all just admit that we have a crush on Lane? Can I we just go ahead and definitely have loud? a crush
5: on Lane. And I hope that he I hope that he hears this.
2: <laughs> oh, he's going to. He's going to. Uh,
5: <laughs>
2: his wife actually, his wife is is a swisher, Oh, no, to guys, I'm, oh so. I
5: don't have a crush on Lane. <laughs> I think she knows that she's she got knows, him.
2: She knows. She, she knows. knows. No, he's very he's very a character in, uh you know of, I of am himself. Married, he's no worries. He's a wild card. I love him. So but yeah, check that out if you guys have time and you know whatnot. It, we're we're hoping Lane actually wanted me to ask you guys if I had time if we could do um you know like a collaboration sometime for Felix oh. file or something. Thanks, Sarah. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Got. I got Katie and Megan. So as a
5: fan of Unexpected (laughs) Podcast, I will join in.
2: They're Uh, not
1: the fun ones. You really need me if you want it to be any good.
2: Okay. Good. Good.
5: (laughs) Yeah. According to one of our listeners, I have a calming voice.
2: Yeah. I was like, that's not true. (laughs) True? She's
5: very calming. (laughs) You're calming. Yeah. Yeah. Lying is a sin. I enjoyed that comment.
2: Oh uh, yeah that's Sorry, it for yeah, me this week though
5: projects no? okay. do
1: you not gonna talk about your other projects
2: well i was I was gonna save one for this week and do one for next week.
1: you, you could okay. do them all if you'd like
2: oh, okay well then uh, the other one is Game of Thrones it's completely different though Game of Thrones is like completely different than you know Harry Harry Potter but um it's more it's I fantasy based
1: completely different
2: yeah, there's magic you know there's there's some stuff going on there there's death, um, there's death you know people <laughs> die <laughs> they're heroes uh but yeah, it's called uh, bend the knee, I do that with my buddy matt uh matt's been here and there up in Cleveland with me, with you guys, and, and loves the podcast, too. So we're actually both going to be, and I think Lane's going to be there as well, at uh, at Potterfest. No, it's not called Potterfest, but to me, it's Wizardly Potterfest. Wizardly World
5: of Kent.
2: Okay, yeah. But uh, we're all going to try to come up and support you guys and be there and, and hang out. So it's, it's where I met you guys last uh, year, and... As-
5: you're not going to try and come. You are going to come, and you're be working there. the booth. <laughs> oh, I know. So,
2: I'll be there. So,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. it's not all nice, and I'm like, ah, oh, no. Um, you know, no. I, Megan would be freaking out if Ezra's like, yeah, I'm going to try to come up and help. She's like, like no, 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 we're desperately like, We have you down. we be there all day. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> from, from, what, Friday till Sunday, you're going to be with us. I'll be there.
2: okay but yeah so that's it thanks guys
5: um also i do want to give a little reminder to everybody i know that this is a lot of closing information but um wizardly world of kent is coming up it's at the end of july we have quite a few listeners coming we are going to have a booth there where you're going to be able to meet us talk to us hang out with us um we're going to be hosting trivia. We're also going to be hosting an after-hours event, which we haven't really given a lot of details on yet, but it's happening. So look out for details there, and we hope to see a lot of you guys there. It's July 28th, for anybody who knows, and it's just in the downtown Kent area.
4: Really, they're going to call it um, Swisher Day instead of was World of <laughs> Pretty, Kent, so... much. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Guys, we can probably make our own Swisher Day like next year. That'd be
5: fun. That'd be so fun. It would be ridiculous. That'd be so fun. Do you want me to talk
1: about my upcoming project? Yes, Yes, go ahead. I'm working on being an aunt. It's officially happened. She's here. She's the cutest little nugget. And um, I get to hold her all the time. I changed her diaper today. Tiffany and Marty were shocked. I'm like, I've changed a diaper or two before in my life. And I actually change them for work all the time. So
4: Mm. that's my project cuddling her. I love She's adorable it. and I love
5: her. I love it. I can't wait to meet her.
4: Yes, I want to give a huge thank you to Ezra for joining us, for filling in, yeah. helping us out, and for being amazing. Even
1: when you didn't feel well. because yeah. you Wow, thanks guys. Had <laughs> pain in your That's face. a true Hufflepuff.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry my face is all jacked up, Sarah. I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: not saying anything! I genuinely I'm just kidding. feel bad that you hit the too.
2: Spot. I love you too. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Yep.
0: Thank you. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down.
3: <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice.
2: And I saw the hidden nuggets. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Jeff, me, like, I'm really sorry. It's
2: okay. I'm I'm just gonna like that's why I have this like I'm just it's like a cool rag. I'm just really sort of like uh huh, just holding everything together.
1: I'm nervous. You're like fine. really nervous. I don't think I've ever done this before. What's a podcast?
3: Oh, All right. That was hot.